Hey, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode 13, Rock bottom boy ain't it i know like for the show right <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty bad it's so bad uh written by tom Capinos, uh directed by robert mcneil uh sorry gents this one's not good um this originally aired on january 29th 2003 okay description from wikipedia in los angeles while directing reshoots on wicked dead dawson's find his Dawson finds his authority questioned by Heather Tracy and the other producers when Natasha refuses to do a nude scene. <laughs> as a result, sorry, as a result, Dawson adopts an aggressive take no prisoners attitude, similar to the one that Todd has, to take control of the situation. In Boston, Jen spends her time consoling a dumped Grams, and Jen and CJ set a lonely Grams up with CJ's uncle Bill, who turns out to be quite randy. <laughs> Okay. That's not a word I would use to not describe a, this asshole. Nor I, but I'm not British, so. Um, Joey is unable to say goodbye to Eddie, who is was, in fact, it's accepted into the writer's workshop and is moving to California. She convinces him to help her take Audrey to rehab clinic in L.A. The three of them, plus a guy named Bob, whom Audrey seduced as a way of avoiding rehab, begin a cross-country drive. They are derailed when Bob and Audrey steal Eddie's car, but they stop at a local bar where Joey rescues i'm sorry a drunken audrey from sexual violence audrey having hit rock bottom allows that she is ready to go to rehab finally natasha has one last night with dawson aroused by his take charge attitude and the two (laughs) bid each other an amicable farewell Uh, i'm gonna miss her god natasha what you've done for us you really got us through it. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's like they introduced this new character this episode, Uncle Bill, and he's also a fucking asshole. <laughs> right, totally. And like Natasha is wild, but she's like, I don't know. Like it's not this like one type of person they keep introducing. Right. Which is like a misogynist, like Shit talk head. over you. Don't I don't give a fuck about like I personally don't give a fuck about that character. So to have every single new character on the show be that, it's right. really exhausting. And Natasha was not. I know. Like she's wild and like an asshole, but in this way that I find charming <laughs> and enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like it, it feels in the universe of the show too. Yes. Like she's like a Drew or an Abby Morgan yes. or like It seems like that actress has maybe watched the show. Yeah, or like is a good actress that too who that <laughs> can like take shitty like script yeah and like just make it the most yeah because exactly. even in this episode i think they wanted her to be like a real cunt with the line the language and the totally, lines totally totally and like she's wild but you don't walk away being like fuck you natasha like yeah. i hate you i just yeah. walk away being like she's so wild i love this girl i know totally <laughs> totally i hear you Okay, my history's mysteries. January 30th, 2003, the leaders of the UK, Czech Republic, Denmark, Hungary, Italy, Poland, Portugal, Romania, and Spain release a statement known as the Letter of Eight, demonstrating support for the US plan to invade Iraq. Right. 
Great job, everyone. Okay, February 1, 2003, at the conclusion of the STS-107 mission, the Space Shuttle Columbia disintegrates during re-entry over Texas, killing all seven astronauts on board. Right. That was really sad. Yeah. Okay, number one movie is The Recruit Mm -hmm. with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino, a movie I never saw. Okay, yeah. Uh, number one song is Bump, Bump, Bump by B2K featuring P. Diddy. Oh, yeah. Debuting at 55 is Superman by Eminem. Okay, okay. Debuting that was at, his follow-up to Lose Yourself? Right? Huh. Huh. Debuting at number 67 is Clocks by Coldplay. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, we had such a great summer, and this winter is cold as ice. Yes. Except for this song. Okay. Okay, debuting at number 70, you might not agree, but I love the song. Debuting at number 70 is Traveling Soldier by the Dixie Chicks, oh, yeah. which, like, if that if that catches me at the right moment, I'll cry. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And debuting at number 76 is Phil Collins' Can't Stop Loving You. You would know it if you heard it. Yeah, what a long career he's had. A long, strange trip. <laughs> Do you remember I texted you once from a work thing and I was like, I was like, oh, that girl who was in the blind side is like, um, I like work with her mom. And you were like, you mean Phil Collins daughter? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Okay, so before we get started, I have one, an apology, and two, a thank you um, to issue. The apology is that I missed last week the installment of Dawson's Peaks, a new installment of Dawson's Peaks, because the guy from Stepatech Industries Uh is, of course, the great Ray Wise, um, who plays uh, Leland Palmer, Laura Palmer's father in uh, Twin Peaks. Is that the final installment? It might be the final installment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we have Dana Ashbrook. He's not going away. Yeah, he's still around. Yeah. Good God. Um, but, um, and then my thank you is thank you for bearing with us last week. I had a medical emergency and ended up in the hospital. I am on the mend and okay now, but I just wanted to, we weren't able to get an episode out, so thanks for being patient with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will do my best to not... Have another medical emergency. <laughs> it's not that common for me, but the last six months have been rough, guys. <laughs> yeah. And you always do your best. I think we all collectively, right? Yeah. Do our best not to end up in the hospital. Right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I think there was a time in my life where I was doing less good at not ending up in the hospital. <laughs> but but I'm trying now. Um, so, um, all right. So um, we're going to just... be in the dorm room. Yeah. With Audrey and Joey, and I'm like, wait, are they friends? Like, right now they are, apparently. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah. the way that they're talking, like, I'm sorry the last episode ended so dramatically. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. They're just acting like that wasn't a big deal. Right. You know? And, like, Audrey is, like, super, like, she's packing for rehab. Yeah. And Joey's helping her. And like, here's the thing. I agree with you. I kind of, I love their conversation that they're having, Uh like in a vacuum. Yeah. Like the conversation that they're having, Audrey's like trying to blow this off. Rehab seems like not fun. And Joey's like, um, do you remember how I found you unconscious? Yeah. Like, and Audrey's like, well, I was unconscious. So no, I don't remember, which (laughs) Which like actually is kind of funny. Yeah. Right. And like, this is like. It, and it like, feels true that Audrey would deflect like that. Right. And like Joey would be like, no, 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 this is terrifying and you have a problem. And like, 
Like, I definitely agree that their stances are in character. Yeah. But the fact that they're, like, having this banter, like, I'm literally, like, I think this is the first time they've hung out in their room together all season. That we've seen. I mean, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, also, are they even friends? You know? Which is, like, always a question. And so it's, like, I think that this is the problem we've been having with the whole of season six, where it's just, like, each episode is fine if you just watch that one and only that one. But if you want to have a storyline that goes along or that, like, remembers what happened in the previous episode, even this episode, I'm, like, why are we having these declarations of love when we had that last episode, what is going on, you know? And so being here with Audrey and Joey, it's so disorienting that it makes it hard to care. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that, like, I mean, I have a note later in a different storyline. Story yes, same. <laughs> That's like... If you're going to tell us the story, tell us the story. Yeah. The problem is, is that like, and I know that that feels like a mantra this season mm-hmm. of like, if you're going to tell us the story, tell us this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the problem seems to be that there's no like rhyme or reason to what story we're hearing. Right. It's like a week to week thing in a way that like feels bad even for network television yeah. that we were watching week to week. I agree with you. Like I, I give it some room that like, I know that like, when a lot of these shows were written, including Dawson's Creek, they didn't like, there was no way for people to go back and watch episodes. Right. So, or like not that many people. It means like you can have one episode and then four episodes later, you can act like it didn't happen. Not like, the next the next episode like you know what I, I agree mean? with you like, 100% it's so no, no, no. you're totally right you're it's totally so right. weird and like because the whole like you know concept is that Joey has talked to Audrey's mom and arranged for Audrey to go to rehab, to rehab. like what right what Right. And like Audrey's like, I'm not going to rehab and yet is still packing. And I'm like, <laughs> I honestly don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> right? It's chaos. Like, what is yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. Okay. And like, you know, Audrey makes some cute comment about how she's got to have clothes that show her boobs off so she can sleep with a celebrity. Like, she's like, what if Ben Affleck is there? And I was yeah. like, woof. <laughs> and it, it is kind of true. I know people that have gone to rehab in LA and they always tell you the celebrity that, that was there with them. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> And, like, they ha- they do have this, like, nice hug. Joey's super supportive. Joey's literally, like, you need to be around people that love you. And then, and then sends her to her parents. Yeah. Who seem, I'm like, the one interaction we've seen, what? that doesn't seem like the case. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, there, I know that this is just, like, a narrative that we have. But then the implication is that, like, the people in Boston don't love her. Right. You know, and like, so the whole, like, I I also feel like this kind of feels even from Joey, what we were complaining about last episode, where she's saying the right things. And like, it's not that I'm saying I don't think Joey is supportive and would want this from her, but I don't know if this is the things I think she would be saying. Right. Or the way in which she would be doing it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of being like, are we even watching Dawson's Creek right, right. now? Right. And like, Joey gives or Audrey gives like this very heartfelt thank you mm-hmm. and Joey's like if you sleep with Ben Affleck call me and tell me how it is which yeah. like felt very true to me yeah and then she made Audrey a tape of trading spaces yeah and I was like honestly like I wish their friendship was always like this this is great no I mean in a vacuum no Again. I agree like I just wish I mean I've been complaining about not like having more scenes of the two of them together like in yeah. their dorm room and whatever yeah so like I agree like if you were if you, this was earned, we'd be like, okay, cool, great. Yeah. But it's not. No, not so at all. So it's dumb to watch. And I'm like, okay, like, what is happening? Right. And, like, 
and then like the phone rings and Joey's like, oh, Audrey, your cab is here. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening with this either. Like, yeah. I'm very concerned about this weird narrative where, like, everyone's like, okay, Audrey's an alcoholic, but then no one's really keeping an eye on her. Right. You know? like, she'll and, be like, fine. Unt- she like, just left this house drunk in the snow. I know. <laughs> It'll be great. Or, like, yeah, you can rejoin my band for this big gig, yeah. but, like, you're on your own for the next 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. with drugs and booze nearby. Yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah. You that know? seems like it'll be or great. like you've already expressed you don't want to go to rehab but your cab's here to take you to the airport like you know like what is yeah. going on and like you know on the one hand you could easily be like oh well joe doesn't have a car but like she literally showed up at worcester like twice at eddie's house right so somehow she was able to get to there yes seemingly a two and hour is interested in spending her time doing that as well right but like getting audrey to the airport is like i don't know whatever it's fine because like I shouldn't nitpick it, but at the same time, you're like. I mean, at this point, it's like I don't. It. I don't know whether we should nitpick it or not. I know like, because, like, then, like, we see Audrey leave, and like, we get the vibe that she's like not gonna not get gonna in the go. cab. Yeah, and like that should be revealed for dramatic effect. But I was like, yeah, no shit, and also your friends <laughs> don't care about you. Yeah, like totally. what? Like this and is so nobody's weird. watching, and yeah. you know it. Yeah. yeah, so you have no reason to go to you know yeah, rehab, rehab. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So then we, after the credits, like we go to later that day, Joey's leaving the dorm room. She opens the door and oh, hey, here's Eddie. Yeah. And like, I'm really ready to be done with Eddie. I'm done with Eddie on the, I agree. And like on the one hand, I was like, he's just showing up. But I was like, well, she just showed up and so did her best friend, Harley. So like, (laughs) you know, I can't, I, like, it's fair. It's fair. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, thank God you're upset with him. But, like, why? She professed her love for That's him. True. That's like, true. I mean, like, I'm done with him and I agree. And I would just be like, what the fuck are you doing here? I thought I said I loved you and then walked away from you. And you were supposed to know what that meant, even though it was very confusing. <laughs> and then I, like, went out of my way to get a new, like, life path for you. But, uh-huh. like, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, yeah. I love you, but I hate you. Like, yeah. what is going What's on? Happening? She's so fucking confusing and bizarre. Totally. But, like, on... and. So, like, whatever, but, like, I just don't care. Agreed. And, like, I don't know how she feels. Right. Because, like, we just got a scene with Audrey and, like, you know, rightfully they're talking about her going to rehab, but they're also not catching up on, like, how she feels about what happened with Eddie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she professed her love for him. It's, like, only the third person she said that. That's still, like, kind of a big deal. Totally. And, like, how does she feel about him? That's what I felt this whole episode. I'm just like, what's You're happening? So confusing. <laughs> I know. I, I don't want to be on his side, but I am because you are so confusing <laughs> right. to me. And I you don't know? understand why you're confusing because you should have been like, you left, you didn't say anything, the end, goodbye. Yeah. And then, like, maybe you could talk to Jen or Audrey about like how your feelings are a little bit more complicated. Right. But like, why is he involved? I don't know. Yeah. And, and the whole time they talk, I'm just like, what do you want, Joey? Yeah. What's no, going totally. on here? Anyways, he's we're like, ahead of ourselves. I'm there to say goodbye. And she's like, that's not your style, dude. Which I, I was like, okay, but like, why now? Why do yeah. we get this now? Because she wasn't all like, was she like this last episode to him? Like she was angry uh-huh. at first. And then like, and then like. I, all I can remember is her saying she loved him out of nowhere. Yeah. That was after she was angry and like Harley came, came back and then he was like mad because she, she read his manuscript. Mm. And stuff. I don't know. Anyway, then he goes on this 
trajectory that I truly fucking hate. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, oh, you're angry at me. Well, you're 10 times sexier when you're angry and you seem to be angry at me a lot. And I'm like, girl, that red flag is so big. I know. That means he's just going to torture you. And he's turned on by you being frustrated and angry. Right. Like That is not a healthy turn on. And like, don't say that to her. Like, what are you thinking? God damn it. She's like, okay, bye. Like, great. And then he won't let her leave. And he's like, you know, you're right. I was afraid. And now I'm going to California. Apparently his sister lives out there, quote unquote. I, I was like. Like, he's like already established a whole plan. Right. Like, and I'm just like, how, how long, long has it been? passed? Like, what's going on? Right. Like, what is happening? And, like, I'm excited for him. Like, this is cool. And, like, he obviously was, like, he hit rock bottom for him last episode. And he is coming out on the other side, which is, like, what you want to see from anyone, you know? So you're, like, okay. But, like, I don't understand what what he wants either. Nor do I. He's not here to be, like... I made a mistake or I apologize. I really want to say I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done the thing where I left. Yeah. And like, I just didn't want to leave it with that open. Yeah. And on the table. Fine. Yeah. Or like, I acknowledge that you went completely out of your way to help me get in this writer's workshop. And I want you to know, even though I bounced, like I'm trying to, in addition to all the things I'm changing about my life, that is another thing I'm trying to change, you know? Totally. But like, we're here just being like, what do these two people want? How the fuck can they be in love with each other? They're not like I mean, spoiler like, alert <laughs> they're not it's like fine it's like on the spectrum of love fine I could believe it you know but on their hand I just like I cannot care no I know the way this episode ends like I was shook I know same <laughs> same we're gonna get there <laughs> so he's gonna crash with his sister and he has an appointment to meet with the California Writers Workshop and she's like okay great yeah And then he's like, you know, oh, I got a wreck from Hudson and they might have a scholarship. And I'm like going for it and I'm going to give it a shot. And like, it's so clear that he wants her approval. And And but then it's simultaneously like her face acting is telling us she's sad that he's leaving. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. It's very confusing. What? (laughs) Because she's like, good for you. When are you leaving? And then he says this line. I'm leaving tonight. I'm driving. The car's all packed. And I was like, excuse me. I know. You're going to, you're going to leave Boston. Yeah. To drive to California. And you're going to leave tonight. I mean, he says his car is all packed, which I have questions about later on when we see his car. Uh Uh-huh. Same. I mean, like whatever time he leaves, it's fine because he's looking at a minimum eight day drive, right? I mean, you can do it faster, but I don't recommend that. (laughs) No. There's like no way you could do it in less than four days. No, unless you are rotating people. Yeah. And everyone's just sleeping. Like, you never stop driving. I mean, we drove to Maine, and it took us, like, three months. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've definitely driven from Boston to L.A., and it was, like, two weeks. Yeah, I've driven from from L.A. to, like, New Orleans, Mm -hmm. but that took a week. That's like halfway. Texas is like three days alone. I know. Seriously. God. Anyway, so Texas, you're too big. Yeah. I just have to say it to you. I'm sorry. Anyway, seems sus, but whatever. Jen's giving me the no. Jen says She said she can drive to Oklahoma City in one day, one go. Genevieve did? Yeah. (laughs) I do it on a regular basis. That's wild. She does not. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. So he's like, okay, like, get to class. Thank you for everything. And he asked for a hug. And she's like, so weird. He's like, well, can I get a hug? And like, that. I'm like, no. That to me was what set me off. Yeah. Like, him showing up, I was like, well, she does, like, she's already established she's okay with that boundary because she showed up at his parents' house multiple yeah. times and yeah. also sent her best friend there. Um, <laughs> she didn't send her. I know. I she didn't send to defend her. Joey yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Also, her best friend went there, apparently, (laughs) so that's fucking weird. Uh But, like, then when he asked for a hug, I was just like, what What the the fuck fuck is this? Yeah. And then they hug, and we're supposed to, like, feel something, but I don't. No, I agree with you, I nor do I. And I also don't know what we're supposed to feel, to be right. honest. Like, is this supposed to be a sad, like, oh, they couldn't work out situation? Right. Like, are we supposed to, like... Like, I, she looks so sad. Yeah, but That's why? The thing. I don't know, Erin. I'm just saying what she looks no, like. No, I agree. Because I have I've no already other said that. Where I'm like, <laughs> I've already said this. We cannot only have face acting. Right, I right. need I don't care line. how good fit Katie Holmes' face okay, acting Okay, she's is. sad. Why? <laughs> why? What is going on? Oh, my and God. And then he, like, kisses her on the forehead, which seems, like, vaguely, like, Too condescending intimate? to me. It's, like, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand, like, what this romance is. I mean, like I've said before, it's hard because I could have, we like we've said, we bought into the Eddie storyline in, you know, 2003. Yeah. But once he leaves, it's kind of like, b- basta. Okay. I don't trust your ass. Yeah. Because, like, you know, that, like, was in a young, formative time where we're, like, people could just leave and, like, you could never see them again after you have sex with them. That's so scary. I know now it's, like, more common. That doesn't make it less fucked up. Right. Now that we have a word for it, which is good that we have the language to describe it. Right. It doesn't make it less fucked up or more, like, traumatic or whatever. Right. Right. And, like... It, I honestly don't think it's worthy of forgiveness in my personal opinion. Agree. Anyone can make their own choices. But to me, I remember at that moment being like, I would never talk to that guy again, you know? Totally. And every time he shows up, like I've said, I'd be like, okay, well, why the fuck did you do that? You're dead to me. But I, I definitely want answers. Like, I, I yeah, yeah, have, yeah. If you're here to give me answers, Yeah, like fine. I would have more peace in my heart if I, you know, take the time to get some answers from yeah. you. However... Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, no fucked. matter if I love you or whatever, fuck you. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's this weird narrative that, like, loving someone is enough. And they've done that throughout the show with Joey. Totally. Where, like, Dawson's like, but I love you. And she's like, then she leaves. I love you too. And then leaves. And it's like this weird thing that, like, happens in media all the time where a guy, like, commonly with the guy being like, I love you. And then the girl's supposed to accept the bad behavior. And it's like, well, those things are mutually exclusive, man. You're talking about your feelings. I'm talking about an action. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And then, of course, they get interrupted by the phone ringing. And, of course, it's Audrey's mom who because Audrey hasn't showed up because Joey's like, what? OK, I'll see what I can do. And then he, she's like, tells Eddie, she like turns to Eddie and she's like, I'm calling my favorite early or whatever. Yeah. Like, OK. What the fuck is happening? So then, thank God, we get out of this dorm room and go to Natasha. Natasha! I know, Yay, Natasha's God. back. Yeah. Oh, thank God. And some guy is like, she's telling him no means no while he tickles her. I was uh-huh. like, couldn't hate that more. And like, we're doing reshoots of this movie, right? Like, Yeah, and like the DP is like being an asshole to, yeah. like being insubordinate to Dawson. Yeah. And like, I don't understand what they're setting up here because like, would it be the same crew that he had already worked with and knew him? I mean, like, if we're being honest, no. They would have hired a Boston crew. 
And so this would be a t- completely different crew. It's so bizarre, yeah. though, what is ever is happening. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's, like, this scene, this scene is supposed to, like, show us how people are, like, not respecting Dawson's authority as director. Right. Which, like, is fair because, like, it doesn't make sense why he's in this position. Right. Because, like, what? But, okay. And, like, we're also going to not get Dawson's feelings on this either. Right. Which is where I've got a lot of questions because, like... You know, this is a parallel journey to Pacey where they're like, you know, both Pacey and Dawson are making moves in their career right now. Yeah. And they're coming up against the real life experience of like, well, who, where is my search for identity in my career house? And Dawson is like in this place where he has to decide what would director Dawson be like when there's money behind him? What would professional director Dawson be like? But we're not seeing his real journey about that in the same way we are about Pacey and the way in which the outcome is that Dawson will instantly just turn into an asshole with like no qualms. Yep. Is like fundamentally proves our personal feelings about Dawson. I agree with you 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. And like is very frustrating to have to have lived through two and a half years of people being like, you're too mean to Dawson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we see how quickly he can just be an asshole with no, no, um, it doesn't shake him at all. Yeah. There is no inner thought about it. It's like, it's like, the, yeah, that's what I have to do. Obviously, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Totally. Because like, and of course the DP is an asshole to him. And then Natasha comes up and starts giving him shit about this. The scene. Sorry. I'm sorry. She's like, who wrote this? And yeah. he said, I did. Yeah. So in addition to being hired to be the director for these reshoots, he also wrote the reshoots. Re- yeah. Rewrote. Rewrote the script. <laughs> oh mean, my God. What? This is so weird. It's, and it's so weird. It's like, it's so dumb and unbelievable, and I also, like, hate the storytelling. However, the other storylines are so fucking insane that, like, I'm like... This is like a respite. Yes! yes! And yes! that is the most rock-bottom place we've ever been. Yes. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, totally. my God. Yeah. Because then Dawson's phone rings, and it's Gail checking on him. What? For no reason. This happens for no reason Why other than he... to, like, maybe humiliate Dawson a little bit. I think so. I think it's supposed to be, like, he's such a child. His mom calling him to ask him if he's eating well what why did he answer this is so stupid it is so stupid and, and then, then Natasha comes back after he gets off with Gail and starts arguing with him about the fact that like one of the new scenes has nudity and, and like this would be a whole new contract negotiation girl do not think that I didn't like I was like look and I, I want to, like, make room here that, like, definitely there are actresses, particularly if you're a young actress, where, like, that shit gets thrown at you on the day of and, like, you're expected to be cool about it. Yeah. And, like, so I get it. I wish that that's the story we had gotten. Right. I totally, I would be here for that story. Like, show me this, that, like, Hollywood does this, right? But, like, as a person who knows not even that much about Hollywood. Like it's in your contract, whether or not you're going to do nudity. Yeah. Because you're going to get paid more for it. You're going to get paid more for it. And like, you know, like, you know, I think you a lot of actresses are like, I will not do that. Yeah. You Thank you so much. Or like, like you, you know? can show this. I mean, look, yeah. it's like, a, it's, isn't it a scene in Notting Hill where she like explains a nudity contract? Like you can show this much butt cheek, but like not yeah, anything I mean, else. It, 
it's like well talked about in a lot of media where right. it's like they even negotiate like how much of your ass that they can show or right like or like how much, much of your boob of your cleavage yeah or whatever totally you know? it's your body it's like, your you body know? like come on and like dawson's like oh i'm gonna do it tastefully i promise like they just want the studio just wants like a little bit sexier and it's like dawson's never done a nude scene so like how does he know he's gonna do it tastefully great question aaron great question and like i do i respect natasha that she's like nope not gonna do it yeah but like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring this up like at least give us something no because i agree that we're i respect natasha and i think she's in very much the right to say I don't agree with this and this was thrown in the last minute but the show is trying to be like can you believe this crazy bitch right. she's just trying to put up a fight for Dawson and he she's getting in the way of Dawson fulfilling his dreams <laughs> yeah that's the narrative thanks no, thank so much you. um so Grams gets out of a car and slams the door and like is all pissed and Jen's like walking up to the and house and she's the like full extent of her hair yeah, of Jen's hair holy shit <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah and like it turns out grams and clifton smalls have broken up according to grams and jen's like what happened and grams like slowly starts saying that he wanted her to do something and jen's like bitch is this about sex i will fucking murder this man (laughs) and she's like did he pressure you into something i like she's just like uh, ready to fight which i love so much about jen and grams then says that everything's great and she's like any reference to Mr. Small's surname is a misnomer. And I was like, wow. I know. Like, wow. I mean, like, I love this change in Graham sure. and this relationship they're having. But, like, that's a ch- lot to get from your grandmother. I know. That's, that's the lot. thing. It's like, it doesn't need to be. And I'm also- saying this as someone whose grandmother called them to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey once. Oh, my God. It's more <laughs> that, like, to me, it doesn't feel in Graham's character. I agree with you completely. To, like, to say something like that. I agree with like, you completely. I, don't, I think that in her growth journey on the show, it's in her character to have this conversation with Jen, where Jen's like, I'm going to cut that guy's ass. Did he do, make you do something? And Graham's to be like, no, no, it, yeah, it's fine. Everything was consensual. Thank but you so to much. But to like, you know, to have that yeah. conversation, I think is in her character, but to like have this. Like tell your daughter about the size of your granddaughter, granddaughter about the size of your boyfriend's dick. And like, no worries. His nothing about him is small. And it's like, well, okay. I didn't know you were a size queen. Okay. <laughs> God, I hate that term so much. I know, it's so dumb. It's like such a Joey thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. She um, says it. I know she yeah. does. I'm not <laughs> right so grams is like no he wanted me to convert to judaism wait what and then didn't they meet at church yes i don't understand what's happening yeah no they did meet at church you're right (laughs) because she's like clifton smalls is jewish and like i do love that like it it feels like except for the fact that they've gone back on the fact that they met at church yeah but like if that had not been happened and Clifton Smalls was just Jewish, like that's like a great, I don't know. I I love it when you're like, look at black people can also be Jewish and so can like <laughs> Korean people. And so can like everyone can be Jewish uh-huh. and like, let's open, let's broaden that a little bit. You know, I feel like that's not what we get represented in media. And so like, I, I do kind of like, I would be here for that. Right. But that's not what we get. 
Yeah, I mean, it would, we get this rewriting of a narrative. Yeah, and it would be interesting to tell the journey of how Clifton came to be Jewish, too. Right. Like, is he a convert as well? And that's why it's important to him, you know? Yeah. Like, or, like, did his mom convert? And, like, this is really something, yeah. that, you know, he shared with his family. And yeah, like, like it, it's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. It also, like, just that story aside, why does he want her to convert? Right. Like, are they, were they talking about marriage? Right. And even then, like, I don't, like, I, I need a little bit more here. What? Right. Like, I you know, you. and like, she completely. is so angry about this right. suggestion that they, she says that I think we broke up, you know? And like, look, this is a fine reason to break up. You have a fundamental difference about the way you want to live your life. And sure. like, that's fine. You know, on the other hand, like her anger and like everything about it doesn't make any sense. And it comes out of nowhere. And like, since we never saw Clifton again after that one episode, why is this the journey that they're going on? Right. I mean, my like note it, here is like, would have loved to see this played out, actually. Because like, it's hard not to take <laughs> this storyline as anti-Semitism. And right. to be honest, like, aren't we, we're supposed to think she's Catholic, right? Like, it's, it feels pervasive that it's like an, also anti-Catholic, too. Right. Where it's like, well, of course a Catholic would be so rigid and, uh, you know, unwavering or whatever. You yeah. Know? And we do have pretty s- strong anti-Catholic mentality in in the u.s i mean yeah. not more so than you know anti-semitism i'm sure. not trying to make say that but it's just like it's this really weird like what what are they trying to do and it only comes across fucked up right i agree with you and it's and i think again it's because they haven't told a story yeah and then what the story they sh- tell in this episode i mean i'm sorry we keep jumping ahead is that like she is more comfortable with a fucking asshole white dude yep than a black man who wanted her to convert to Judaism. Yep. For, <laughs> okay. Right. So anyway, then we go to a hotel where Joey is like banging on the door for Audrey. <laughs> no idea how she figured out where Audrey was, but whatever. I know. And I, in my mind, had to make up a narrative that when Joey, when the mom called Joey, she was like, oh, she charged this hotel room to right. the credit card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I agree. I was like, what? <laughs> sure. We just know where the hotel is that she's staying at. Guess who and the room number and the room number. So guess who comes to the door, surrounded by smoke? Seth Rogen, of course. Who of course starred with Buzzy Phillips in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Um, And Seth Rogen is playing Bob. (laughs) How did they arrive at that name? I I think because it's funny. (laughs) But they don't play it for jokes. They kind of do. I guess they do. Yeah, they kind of do. It's so weird. It's he says so he's Bob, weird. and he's like, me and Audrey porked last night. <laughs> he uses that phrasing. said, his word's not mine. <laughs> I know. And Joey is like, where is she? And Bob's like, oh, you know, or where's Audrey? And Bob's like, oh, is that her name? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. And Joey's like, where the fuck is she? She's in the bathroom. Okay. So she, Joey. She also says, oh, you fucked someone. Or she said, you had sex with someone and you don't know their name. Bitch. Shut up, Joey. Oh, my God. Don't judge people. <laughs> That's going to happen to you one day, my friend. <laughs> As it does all of us. It's just like, yeah, there are plenty of reasons to not like this guy. Yeah. Come on. Come on. So Joey goes into the bathroom. Audrey's in the bath and they totally do make it look like she's dead or like she's whatever. They make it. You're supposed to be like and they play the sad music and you're supposed to be like, she's dead. And you're like, well, I 
last episode, you made it seem like she was dead. And then we woke up into a fever dream of her and Joey in their dorm room, like nothing happened. And they were all friends. So like, I don't buy this for a second. Right. right. I don't. Right. And of course, Audrey like wakes up and everyone screams. Yeah. And like, it's. I mean, it is kind of funny the way they play it. Yeah. Like, like it, I laughed in the moment. No, no, I agree. And like all the like Seth Rogen is like, oh, wild 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 choice <laughs> however i am low-key grateful he is here because yeah. at least He's i found funny. myself laughing at him when he plays it for jokes yeah and then laughing so i didn't cry because i was like this is the dumbest storyline ever yeah totally totally and like audrey's like wait why is eddie here <laughs> yeah and so then we get this like reveal that like audrey knows what's going on with joey and eddie yeah but the show is like nah you don't need to see that conversation no sure which is like not. really like stabbed me in the heart i right. was like no i did need to I see wanted, that i really I, wanted to see I that needed conversation. It, i wanted it yeah like y'all needed it and y'all wanted it too yeah mm-hmm. and like joey's like you didn't come to rehab so we're here and then like it turns out audrey also doesn't remember bob's name like yeah. she's like is that and they're like is, she's like is that guys? Yeah. <laughs> and Joey's like, okay, you know what? Like, pack your stuff. Eddie's driving to L.A. I'm taking you to rehab. I'm sorry. What is going on? <laughs> what if you were Eddie and you're driving all the way across country and this girl who you've been dating but is very confusing is like, okay, change of plans. You're gonna drive my um, rock, my roommate who's hitting rock bottom. Yeah. And I'm going to come with you, even though your car is packed up with everything you own. Right. And we're all going to drive across the country. That seems like a bad plan. That also seems like a big ask. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, like, Audrey says she's not going to go to rehab. And then, like, Joey's like, fine, don't go. You can just come with us. And I also, and like, I couldn't head. get past this. Yeah. How How is Joey going? Oh, no. <laughs> I I was like... Don't think about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. She had the gall to say, but I'm poor too. Yeah. Last episode. Mm-hmm. And now we're supposed to think she's like ditching school. for Ditching like, work. For like at least a week, if not two. And then going to fly back from, from LA. LA. But she's poor too. Yeah. And it's like, this is what I meant about that storytelling and just like coming in and out. Yeah. Is that like, they've said it to us at the beginning of the show. Right. And we're supposed to feel something about that. Well, and like, just drop a line. Because of the societal narrative about what it's like to be for. And I'm not disagreeing with, you know, like that it's hard for her. Right. But because it's the same way I feel about the incarceration. It's like, we're supposed to think that he's worse and bad by the simple act of being incarcerated. Right, right. And that like, and as, and similarly, Joey, I'm poor too, is supposed to mean something to us in our imagination. Right. Because of a societal narrative. Right. You know? And that it just like leads into stereotypes and is like terrible storytelling. Right. I agree. And I also think like just drop one line that's like, you know, your parents are flying me. Your yeah. pa- your mom told me to come get you. Yeah. And bring you there so I can. And then I'll, yeah. she'll fly me home. Exactly. Like yeah. one, one little. Psh- so anyway, Seth Rogen <laughs> 
is all gross and coughing mm-hmm. and like asks if he can come pee. And then Audrey's like, okay, like I'll go with you if Bob can come too. So not only was it a big <laughs> ask for Joey and Audrey to go, but now Joey's asking for this random stranger <laughs> yes. to go as well. Uh huh. I'm sorry. What the fuck show are we watching? You know who did this so much better? Huh? The movie Crossroads. I know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is like, if we're going to get a road trip, I need a sing-along. Like every show movie that has a road trip, they road trip, they do a sing-along. I, you and need I, at least one. You need one, you know, and yeah. you have to pick the perfect song. Totally. And like it always is spot on. They have it in Harold and Kumar. They have it in Tommy Boy. They, they have, have it in Crossroads. Crossroads. They, it's it's universal that you have yeah. this, yep. you know, and like we don't get this. So I'm appalled. This is, road trip sucks. For how much we have to see singing Joey, this is the time in which I would allow it. <laughs> yes, agree. So, you know, Joey's like, you don't even know Bob. Like, what the fuck? And Audrey's like, well, he's 21. He can buy us drinks. And like, then Audrey says so that Bob can hear. It's like, he's an outstanding lay. And like, and that convinces him to like try to cross the country with three strangers. It also convinces him to try to sleep with Joey in that exact moment. He's like, so hear that, Betty? Veronica thinks I'm a good lay or whatever. And like, Betty's the blonde. Oh. Uh, Okay, hear that, Veronica? But he thinks yeah. I'm a good lay or whatever. It's like, okay. And, and then he mentioned, she's like, you're coming to L.A. with us. And he's like, oh, the Osbournes live there. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that they were pop culture. Like, Dawson's yeah. week would, like, say all these pop culture mentions. But Dawson was so, like, hilarious in his obscurity and, like, his, like, old-timiness. Right. They weren't, like contemporary pop culture right, mentions right, right and so they don't like age as poorly as this one this is the equivalent of in uh how to, or 10 things i hate about you the dawson's river kids yeah like except that's actually funny well but that i guess yeah i mean it still feels relevant because it was such like a thing yeah Whereas, like the osborns is like it is obscure now right it was such a thing for so for like two seconds yeah, for when it was actually airing. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. totally. I mean, like, I know it's a big deal, but at the same time, like, it's so bizarre. I agree. So then we get this road trip montage. Okay. Um, and we cut to Bob and Audrey sleeping in the back seat. And, like, Joey and Eddie start getting into it because apparently Joey has I'm sorry, but how does she... What? What's going on? <laughs> apparently Joey hasn't thanked Eddie for helping. And Joey's like, well, you said you owed me. I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, she should thank him. Sure. There's someone who, like, actively is wild to him, and then two people that are, like, near strangers to him in his car. Yeah. I agree. Like, I I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I guess I just, like, I like Angry Joey, but usually we know where she's coming from, and it's not to say I don't know where she's coming from. Because she's mad that he left. However, she professed his lo- her love for him. Yeah. And so I, I'm also like, I don't understand what's happening here. Because, like, there's a part of me that's on her side when she's like, you didn't... Because he says, like, she should show some human kindness. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's on her side where it's like, you didn't do that to me when you left. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, yes, I agree with that statement, right? Yeah, but, that like, statement is functionally true. Right. However... You are sitting in his car right. for the next 40 hours. At least. Yeah. yeah. Like drive time. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Not to mention maybe a cheap, shitty hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the other things that come with a cross-country road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, do people really understand how fucking far that is? No, I don't think they understand how far it is. To go from L.A. to Albuquerque, which is two states away, is 15 hours. Yeah. With no traffic. Yeah. Which there almost never is. I know. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> to go to Phoenix, which is like the next biggest city... Is like six or seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I know. So Audrey wakes up and asks Joey where they are, and she says somewhere in North Carolina. Okay. I get... Why are two, they driving? Two things. Two Why things. are they going to North Carolina? That doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. There's two things. So this is definitely a nod to the fact that they filmed in North Carolina. Yeah. I did look it up the highways and the I-40 ends in Wilmington. So if you took that. But you wouldn't. To, you would end up in Barstow. No, no, I know the 40 you would. But like that isn't that's not the most direct route. It would be insane for them to do this from Boston. Yeah. Like you're driving the whole length north south of the of US. the East Coast. Yeah. And then the whole length east west. Doesn't right. make any sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Like that's so we had the whole Interstate Highway Act so that you don't have to make choices like that. A hundred percent. So Audrey's complaining about the road trip. She hates the classic rock. They haven't done anything fun. They need to stop and smell their roses. And then of course Bob farts. <laughs> at that moment which I was like thank god he's here because like I that was legit funny no seriously I was like I just need to laugh well and and just be like what fever dream is this but it is so clear that like all the actors that are in the car with Seth Rogen that they're trying so hard not to laugh like yeah it is clear that he is cracking them all up yeah and like also busy Phillips and him know each other so there's like an element of chemistry there like you know so like it's I'm grateful for it. However, I have a lot of questions I that are with never going to no, get answered. I agree answered. with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I would love the outtakes of this scene because I bet it took them forever to get through it. Because like you can see, like you can see, Katie Holmes is like trying <laughs> but not I'm to just break. Like Dawson's Creek has been reduced to fart jokes. Yeah. And um, Bob tells Bob then starts on this like very heartfelt confession that he can't believe that Audrey slept with him. And like when she's done with rehab, like maybe Bob could be her new addiction. And Audrey's like, I'm going to think about it. But like, it was really short. (laughs) She's like, I've got notes. And he's like, you said I was good in bed. And she's like, but (laughs) she's like, "Eh, it didn't last that long. Um, And he's like, you're too good at sex. They're so funny together. It's like funny but like again i'm like what is this show like no, it's similar to like i mean like audrey like it's fine i guess i'm just like still hung on the fact that like audrey gets to be a slut and like jen is punished for it obviously and then i mean i would say audrey's being punished pretty hardcore right yeah now. but at least she's actually a slut right no that's true <laughs> jen we've seen fuck no one yeah she's fucked like three people like the whole time she's fucked dawson and like the whole time in college it's like dawson and charlie yeah anyway joey's had sex with more people hasn't she in college she's had sex with the same number of people okay one of whom was the same person yeah (laughs) Uh, i laugh but it's not that funny okay so so then we cut over to nicole bilderbeck showing up at dawson's set 
And Dawson's just like, things are going great. It's yeah. going great. And she's like, bitch, don't lie. I know. You're behind. This is going to be five days of a shoot, not three. The dailies are terrible. Like, this is a meltdown. Yeah. This is bad. And, like, deal with it because it's about <laughs> it's to so define funny you. Because it's like, it was Heather's idea. A hundred percent. So, I mean, so Heather is on the line, too. I mean, you would think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, like, he's like, you know, he does the professional thing where he's like, it's good. I'm right on top of it, Rose. And then, <laughs> and then he tries to call Todd. Right. But Todd does not take his call. And then Natasha comes up to give him shit that like, and, and tell like, him this that. This is what I mean. It's like, she gives him a hard time, but like, because the actress doesn't play it like so bitchy. mad and yeah. bitchy. Like, it just, you're just like, I love Natasha. I love her. She just says it how it is. Yeah. She's like, you thought Todd was just going to swoop in and save you. And Dawson's like, listen, I feel like we've gone off on the yeah, wrong foot. Yeah. And I, I just think it also brings out the best in Dawson. Cause he's I agree. like, how can I fix this situation? Like right. we obviously got off the wrong foot. Like this is, this is what I would think director Dawson would be of like, okay, I'm going to fix this insubordination through communication yeah because that's how he sees himself right the good guy the communicator the sensitive type da, yeah. da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. you know and like that's not the story we're gonna get no because they discuss this scene and then like natasha's pretty condescending to him and she uses the r word a couple of times know, yeah that's just never not a slap in the face and, and she, she she's like this thing that i feel like the writers are trying to tell us and i just hard disagree she's like I, I don't know where there's a monologue in this. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why there needs to be all this talking. All it needs is a look. Nope. And, and I'm like, nope. okay, I, no. <laughs> Sometimes no. people need to talk to each other. But yes, exactly. Why are you creating a false binary? Yeah. What? Monologue or a look? No, no, no. How about, hear me out. Conversation. Conversation. <laughs> Die a log. <laughs> That would be great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and like, then the DP is just an asshole again. Like it's just Dawson's getting it from all sides. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not going well. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to this road trip. Um, Eddie and Joey leave a gas station where they stocked up on snacks. And Audrey is standing on the hood of the not witter wagoneer. I know. And diet witter wagoneer. What? <laughs> the diet witter wagoneer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, ornery and he like nicely asked her to get down because it's his car and mm -hmm. like it's you know he, she's just really mean to him about it yeah and it's like she they play this card with audrey a lot where she gets into the like working class yeah she's sort of classist yeah. vibe and it it we've seen it before so it is i guess authentic to her character however like it's so bizarre because like we haven't seen her necessarily do it to Joey. Right. And like, I would have loved that storytelling where they could learn from each other. Yep. You know, and like have Audrey be like, oh no, I didn't mean it that way. And, and Joey's like, well, that's how it fucking felt. Like, right. me, you know, Joey being her like season one self or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But we only get it towards like Pacey and Eddie, which again reminds us that they're like kind of trying to remake Eddie as the character totally. of Pacey. Totally. And then also it it always hits me out of nowhere when she does that, when she leans into that, because you're like, oh, right, right, right. We're supposed to think Audrey is a bitch. 
Right. And I mean, my note here is like they can't I, they can't nail down like what they want Audrey's character to be in season six. Yeah. And like, I feel like we feel that in a really like deep way. Yeah. Particularly in this episode. Yeah. Because like then Joey's like, you should be nicer to him. Like he's driving you to L.A. And like. So it's like weird because she, when Eddie kind of similarly says the same thing, like be nice to me, I'm driving you and your friends to L.A. She's like, why would I do that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like you said, I kind of under, I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Like, I do understand that. Yeah. However, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, why? Like, that sounds more stressful to live in anger than to like, just not. Um, but then to have her point it out to Audrey and be like, like, it's weird because she's still taking Eddie's side. Yeah. You know? And then what Audrey points out is that she knows what happened they've talked about what's gone on between joey and eddie and she's like i don't fuck with that guy right like i don't think it's correct to make classist statements towards him but i also think she's right to be like i don't fucking like that guy yeah you know no agreed agreed totally she's like highlighting what it's like to be a good friend like what audrey thinks is being a good friend but we're still supposed to be like oh audrey hitting rock bottom she doesn't get it Well, and it's like, yeah, and she's just like, he left you. Like, why are you defending him? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I get that, too. Right. Like, yeah. And this is what I'm saying is like, these are all the perfect moments to know how Joey feels. Yeah, I agree. But we just don't get it. Yeah. Like this could be when Joey be like, yeah, I know. But now he's doing me a bit favor and I kind of like appreciate it. Or like, I, I really loved him and I wanted, I, I let my mind run away and wanted to give it a shot or like any Thing. Anything. 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 Other than this petty ass scene we get. So then Audrey like asked Joey who she was calling on her phone because she like got off the phone mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I was checking my messages, but she's a terrible liar. Yeah. And Audrey's like, well, like I need to use your phone. And like Joey's an idiot because like, of course, <laughs> like Audrey, Audrey immediately like, checks the call, call log, log and it's her mom. Yeah, exactly. And like that kind of really made me sad that like Joey was... I don't know. Like, it's weird because, like, I don't understand why she's talking in communication with Audrey's mom to this level in a secretive way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, like, I know that we're supposed to think the stakes are so high. Rehab. (laughs) But, like, what? Well, and I think, like, because the next thing that, like, Audrey gets mad that, like, her mom didn't fly to Boston to get her when she heard she was in trouble. And like, that's the thing, right? Is that like, I get that. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I I'm right there with Audrey the whole time. She's like, my mom doesn't give a fuck about me. Yeah. She's literally having someone she met one time. Right. Arrange a, a ride for me with two, like with a stranger. Right. When she's a rich person. Right. And, like, couldn't get on the plane to escort me. She doesn't give a fuck about me. Right. You know? And, like, I'm not saying that that's the truth, but I am saying that's true how Audrey feels. Totally. Totally. And I also think that's how I would feel in this moment, too. Yeah. You know? And, like, I don't know. They It's, again, one of these things where we're, like, they kind of brought it up in the opening scene where Joey's like, well, you need to be around people you love, your family, you know? Yeah. And they've done this this a lot with Jen, too, where it's like, oh, your parents want to see you for the summer? It's your family. And I'm like, what are we talking about? Because we create this narrative about what family is. 
um, in the U.S. And like, I would think that we would have had a different journey from Joey from her experience of what her family looks like. Right? Isn't Bodie her family? I mean, I I would argue yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, her she was raised by her mom or her sister as a mom. You know, right. and that's not it's fucked up, but that is still her family. Right. And like, you know, expanding out the idea of what exactly family means to her. Dawson's p- mom is like her mom. His family right. is like her family. So like, then when we kind of go back into this narrative of like, nope. Gotta be your mom. Biology exclusively means family. Right, right. Pure blood only. (laughs) (laughs) No mud bloods allowed. (laughs) Um, So, like, Audrey then lays one on Joey, which is that, like, you're just here because you. this is a handy excuse to spend quality time with Eddie. And, like, there's a part of me that thinks Audrey crosses the line and there's a part of me that thinks that she's also right. I agree with you. I yeah. mean, like, obviously Audrey's lashing out, but I do think she's valid because, like, Joey's going behind her back, talking to her mom, arranging yeah. this whole thing, you know, like, and also, like, why is Joey there? Right. And I can't tell if Joey wants to be there with Eddie because, like, she wants some closure uh-huh. or if she, like, doesn't want to be there with Eddie. Yeah. Like, it's have, unclear. We have no idea. And we're definitely yeah. never going to find out. Right. Um, you know, and and Joey's like, how can you say that? Yeah. You know, and Audrey's like, you're just being selfish. Right. You know? And, like, I, like, I agree with you. Like, oh. I, I don't know. I'm just, like... I don't know how to feel or think because I don't know what anyone else is feeling. Yeah. And like, as a result, like, I think that Audrey has said the most concise thing. And I'm like, well, I agree with that. So I guess that's how I feel. (laughs) No one's (laughs) proven me otherwise. No one else has offered me an alternative um, narrative. So like, this definitely feels valid. I don't know what exactly Joey wants about Eddie at all. Yeah. And I, I honestly think at the end, like it seems like what Audrey said is true. Yeah, I agree. So then, of course, Audrey steals the car, ends up stealing the car. What? Um, With Bob in it. Yeah. And the gas Gas pump. pump. (laughs) That shit is... My dad did that once. That shit is expensive (laughs) if you do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did they do that? Like, I don't don't understand what's happening. It's so stupid. What show are we watching? So we go to the hotline. Speaking of what show no, are we watching? Get the same. Yeah, we. So then um, Joey goes to Eddie and she's like, it's in the same scene, right? What? When? What happens? She says, she goes to Eddie and she's like, they're walking and she's like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. That's before she's, Audrey steals the car. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I got ahead of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was was sick of them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so she goes to, like, open up to Eddie, and we're supposed to get this conversation. But But then... But I don't think we do, because... No, because then Audrey steals the car. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And Eddie's, like, super positive. It's just, like, no one can pick a lane. I know. What does Eddie want? Like, he left her and said it was the hardest thing he ever did, which, like, don't buy it and don't (laughs) care. But, okay, at least we know his feelings. Yeah. You know? We also know Joey was mad about that. Okay. So those are the two feelings. Those are the only feelings we know. Those are the known, you know, (laughs) things that have happened. And, like, okay. Yeah. 
how does he feel about Joey being there right now? Great question. Like, could we have gotten that conversation where Joey's like, okay, so I know you're driving to LA, but like, you're also going to be driving me and Audrey as well. Yeah. And he like, you know, anyways, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So we go to the hotline. Jen's complaining to CJ that the phones aren't ringing. Yeah. And they pretty quickly get into a conversation about Grams and how heartbroken she is. And she's listening to Lionel Richie, which I love. Yeah. (laughs) And CJ's like, oh, yeah, my uncle Bill's wife died a year ago and he was devastated. And like Jen's like, oh, is he dating again? And then CJ says, no, the Internet porn is his great love now. And what am I watching? I don't know. And are these people friends? What? Like, we can't see Jack and David in one of those TV scenes where they just have to, like, where they're just about to have sex. And, like, yeah. we can't see that, but we have to hear about CJ's uncle watching porn. I like, what the fuck? We don't know anything about CJ. So, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Is CJ from Boston? Who knows? Great his question. Uncle Bill? Was he raised by his uncle? Great question. Who knows? Like, what? Are they friends? Who knows? I will say I like the idea of normalizing people watching porn. Yeah. But like standards and practices seems like chaos that like we can't get a scene with David and Jack like, you know. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, like, that's why I remember being saying like David is so unmemorable to me. And it's really sad because they date for a really long time. Yeah, they date for a while. And we know nothing about him. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, We had to like actually get to know Professor Wilder all for one kiss. <laughs> yeah so jen suggests that they set grams and uncle bill up and i'm like seems dumb but whatever then she says we should go on a double date together yeah wait is is jen still trying to date cj seemingly why what is going on here like why would you want to date someone that fucked your friend yeah that aside why would you want to date someone who doesn't want to date you right a. So much that they fucked your drunk Yeah, or just friend. like in general, it's like, I don't want to date you. You're like, okay. B, why would you want to date an asshole like CJ? Great question. Like, that guy's a piece of shit to her. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, I don't know. I guess with the Chad Michael Murray, like, you're like, we were supposed to be like, oh, he's so hot. Like, you know, and like, that's led to Jen I, being confused. Don't you think that we're supposed to think that about CJ? But it was outright said. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Totally. I, I just like, I don't buy it with CJ because totally. no one's being like, oh, that guy's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we get another bad remake of a great Pacey Joey scene with Joey I and Eddie know. where they hitchhike. I know. And Eddie suggests that she does it. And she says, no, she's not going to objectify herself. Listen, I, I only want to watch this in home movies. I, I don't want to watch it here. Thank I you know, so much. I know. So then they start to talk about Audrey and like Joey, we finally get some Joey like saying an emotion. No, don't she. she, Okay. Because before we get there, yeah, we get an emotion from Eddie. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, it really sucks to be here with someone who hates me. Right. And Eddie's essentially like, you're super confusing. And Joey's like, yeah, but let's talk about something else. And then pivots That's to talk about to me. That's Audrey. very relatable to me. <laughs> That's how she's like, yeah, let's talk about something else. Audrey's psycho. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, like I'm trying to help, but she, I'm, nothing she's doing is working. How are you trying to help? 
by taking her to rehab. <laughs> but like, I, this I, is the first thing she's done to help. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not. It is very helpful, and she's obviously like you know spending her time. We don't know what the stakes are for Joey, like you right. know. Um, but like, yeah, it would be great to know them. Though. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, however, like this wasn't the only option. Yeah. Yeah, and Eddie does give her good advice, which is, like, you can't help. Audrey has to want this herself. Which is so true. Like, if Audrey doesn't want to go to rehab, what's the point of putting her in rehab? I agree with you. Like, you have to want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Joey starts to, like, they have, like, this conversation about friends, and Joey says, like, Audrey's always been psycho, but in a good way, and now she's, like, not. And, you know... He says, like, you're a good friend. Good friends are just there for each other, even when they're being psycho. And, like, Joey's like, well, why are you here? Another storyline we've already seen. Yeah. Because Eddie's like, because I wanted to spend time with you. I wanted to be near you. For a smart person, you can be pretty daft. Mm. And, um, like, I wish we could get this Audrey-Joey friendship without a guy involved. Like, I like that we're hearing what Joey feels, but, like, I I would rather them talk about it. I totally agree with you. And, like... I mean, I want to know a single feeling... Joey's having. At all. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Joey tells Eddie what Audrey said to her, which is, like, that the road trip isn't about Audrey, it's about Joey. Yeah. Because Joey's having... T- a hard time letting Eddie go and she's like it's stupid and sad because like you made it really clear how you feel about me and like Which, what does that mean because like I agree that it's like you made it like what she's saying is you made it clear how you feel about me like when you left and when didn't you say left anything. and didn't say anything and then when I saw you when I came to your house you said it was because like I was too good for you yeah but like why did what about the like after that part when they admitted when he admitted what happened when he said he loved her and she said I love you back right like that added another element to the table and so now things aren't actually clear about right. how he feels right you know and, what I mean and he does say I haven't made it clear because like I haven't cared for anyone the, the way I care about you but like it's too late and I screwed up and then he again tells her he loves her and Joey says, I mean, I'm with Joey on this. Like, I can't figure out how loving someone translates into leaving them. And like. And it's fine. I, I agree with you. I totally feel that way. And I don't know why she didn't say this last episode. I agree with you. You know? Yeah. I, I just don't understand what is happening. I, I agree with you. It's like the last storyline like last episode is the same episode but like two different people wrote it yeah and it's this one's worse <laughs> I, i'm not Somehow. gonna say that but it's like <laughs> oh, they're both terrible yeah because i just I, I like i literally was like we see the same storyline and i still walk away with so many questions yeah none of my questions have been answered <laughs> okay great what okay so then we go to the movie set dawson's about to puke and he's ha- crunched, ha- crouched over a trash can. Yeah. And, like, Natasha sees him and is like, are you going to puke? <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, what are you doing right now? Are you puking? Yeah. And he, she, like, sets him straight. And she's just basically like, look, bitch, you are not at home making movies with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you are not entitled to respect here. You have to earn it. 
And like this puking thing is unacceptable. Like tell someone you have Lied the flu. To someone about that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like she, she's like, just buck up and like do this. Like don't thank because he thanks her. He's like, thank you for whatever. Yeah. And she's like, don't thank me. Just do it. Yeah. And like again, I'm just like, like Dawson has to be someone who he says he's not or who he thinks he's not. But we're not getting that journey, right? And, like, I don't know, I, I've, like, I've already expressed my frustration about that, about, like, you know, comments we've gotten about um, Pacey and his journey he's on. And they're on a similar career journey right now. And, like, Dawson has been confronted with this idea of, like, to get your dream, you have to be someone that you said you never would be. Right. And is your dream worth it to make that change? Right. And he changes at a snap. mm you know, and yeah. like I've said in this episode, that also feels particularly frustrating that we've had to be on the receiving end of a lot of comments about how we're too mean to Dawson. Yeah. We've seen the whole show and we see like he actually is an asshole and he doesn't give a fuck about it. Right. And that's why when I talked about at the beginning of this season, like Dawson dies to me when he like calls Joey a child mm-hmm. and like after they slept together and he didn't tell her she had a, he had a girlfriend mm-hmm. like and he's like you're being a child about this like that's that does it for me that's a nail in the coffin i mean the other thing is that like he doesn't come close to redeeming himself like look he's still doing it yeah yeah he's not doing it to joey but like we're still watching this like total like unwillingness to be a nice person yeah, be the person he purports to be. Yeah, that's you know? it. That's it. Like, that's the thing. We've been told for so long that Dawson's a good guy. Right. And I'm like, I have never seen that on the screen. Like, I have seen moments of that. Right. For sure. Without a doubt. I don't think, I don't think everyone. Jen. Yeah, I don't think everyone's a binary. Like, I, or, you know, black yeah. and white. Like, yeah. I think that we are so complicated. But, like, the overarching, overarching story we get is that he doesn't give a fuck. He's only about himself. You know, and like he will do whatever it takes, yeah, to get Dawson Leary ahead. And you know what story I would have loved to see because, like, I think this is a problem we run into so much, particularly around like talking about sexual violence and sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Is like so many people who are like, oh, but like I know this person and they're so great to me, yeah, and like. I would have really loved to have seen a story because like that's kind of the story that we get in a way, right? Like he's so great to Jen. Mm-hmm. Like he's so great when he's around Jen. I mean, not at the beginning, not in the first season. He's terrible to Jen. Right. But like he does like learn and he becomes really good to her. Mm-hmm. And like he's so terrible to Joey. Right. And my thing is like, that's actually fascinating. Right, right. Show me that story of this guy who's so great to one person and mm-hmm. so awful to another person. Right. And like that's actually a really true story. Yeah. Or even in this season where like he's good to Joey in the first two episodes. Episode and, and a half. Great and terrible to Natasha. Right. You know, it's like he doesn't give a fuck. He is out to get whatever he wants and right. he will be a quote, quote, good, good guy. guy in the pursuit of his perceived possession. Yeah. You know, he perceives he should be a director. Yep. He will do whatever it takes. And like, that is a journey people go on. That is a totally. thing that happens. I personally would never call that a good person. You yeah. know, like, I, like you can live your life and have your, you know, vision and your goals. But if that means you're going to be an asshole to everyone, 
I don't fuck with you. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I agree. So we go from here to dinner where... We're on the dumbest double date. But the I'm worst. I'm sorry. It's they're so not bad. even friends. So bad. It's Why is this happening? Uncle Bill, Grams, Jen, and CJ. And like, again, we're introduced to this white guy who's a fucking asshole. An asshole. Like, like, at first, they're like, oh, you know, he's like, what do you like to do, Evelyn? And she's like, I love to go to Vegas. And I was like, girl, same. Yeah, like, yeah, right yeah. on. And like, and Uncle Bill's like, great, that's awesome. And then she says, my church group goes sometimes. And then he, it like descends immediately into awfulness. Yeah. Oh, are you religious? I don't fuck with that. And then yeah, he yeah. like does this like He calls man- her abroad. Yeah. And like. And she's like, don't call me that. It's demeaning to women. And he's like, what? I called my wife that all the time. And it's like, well, I didn't say don't call your wife that. I said, don't call me that. (laughs) You fucking asshole. (laughs) The only redemption of this scene is Michelle Williams' facial expressions, which are great. That's the only thing I'll say that's good. I just like was so stunned that I was like, so we got rid of Clifton for this. Okay. And like, I get that there was probably like a scheduling, a like, we couldn't get that actor back, blah, blah, blah situation. So you're going to introduce a new love interest for one of our main characters that we've seen since season one. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be a crotchety white dude asshole. Right. Like she hasn't had enough of that. Or like all of our characters have it. Right. Like, okay, we got Wilder, we got Charlie, we got CJ, we got now Eddie, we got Henry, we got uh, Drew, we got like all these fucking pieces of shit. Right. And we're going to Mr. Peterson. Yeah. 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 Hedson. Like, oh my God. Like, what? Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I like and I like hate on men a lot. But I don't believe this to be true. Yes. <laughs> like, I just don't. That's why I hate on men a lot, because I know you can be better than this. Yes, like, totally. I don't believe this to be true. Totally. Totally. And, like, just, it's awful. He, like, has this big thing about how he found a pubic hair in his soup and is loud and annoying. And Grams is unimpressed. And they start to get into it. Uh-huh. And then, like, he tells Grams that she needs to take the polar ice cap she has wedged up her butt out and like then everyone thinks grams is crying but she's actually laughing and just what the fuck am i watching does this make sense for grams's character absolutely not no no like i'm just sorry she would just be like good to meet you jen honey do you need a ride home time to go (laughs) (laughs) the end anyway we go to the set and here we go so the dp is giving dawson shit again Mm-hmm. Dawson goes up to the assistant DP to ask if he could DP the shoot. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then he fires the DP. And then he starts yelling at people. Yeah. And he starts being like, you know. If anyone doesn't respect my authority, you're getting fired too. Right. He's like, you know, he, he like tells Natasha, this is the fucking script and you'll just say your lines as you're supposed to and da da da. And then he's like, I will fire and humiliate all of you. Humiliate all of you. And I know how because I learned from the master. And I was like, listen, d- have I been on movie sets that function p- very similar to this? Right. Absolutely. This is fucked. And this is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Like, I just think that we're supposed to, we're led to believe up until this point that Dawson is going to go to Hollywood and he's going to bring his good boy energy right. and he's going to show them that you don't have to be an asshole on set, you know? And like, 
you know, do I know whether or not that's true? I believe it to be true. I don't think you need to have a toxic workplace to create art. I just don't think that. I Uh just don't think that. I will never think that, you know? Um, But what we see is that that is what Dawson would do. Yeah. That is in Dawson's character. Yep. And also, he will have no qualms about it. He will have no internal struggle about behaving like that. Right. We're watching Pacey struggle. Yeah. That's the thing. We're watching Pacey struggle through whether or not the thing that he's doing is something that he wants to be doing. Yeah. It's like not about whether he wants to be doing, whether he wants to be the person it takes to achieve that success. Yes. It's like a more complicated, nuanced journey. Yes. Of adulthood and your search for identity. Yes. You know? And I think that that's what I always struggle with Dawson is he creates a black and white binary you're good or you're bad. And then he falls into the bad part of it. Always. 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 Well, simultaneously saying he's a good person. And you're like, just like, how? Right. So we go then to the bar. Oh, Heather tells Dawson he was really close to getting fired. And then we go to the bar where Audrey's and then his at. his life would be ruined. And you're like, oh, <laughs> my God, off. he's literally 20 years old. Yeah. So we go to the bar where Audrey's at. Bob is passed out. <laughs> She, like, does karaoke. And then some creepy dude starts talking to her at the bar. Yeah. And the guy's like, come look at my car. He's like, come to a secondary location. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. They leave. She's got a beer in her hand. They leave this bar. (sighs) And she sees this huge raised truck and is like, oh, great. (laughs) She, like, low-key, like, L.A. makes fun of him. Yeah. Or, like, she's like, we have, like, it's just a cultural thing. Yeah. Where we have a, we have judgments towards raised trucks yeah if you have a raised truck yes i you're right i am judging you yeah I it's am. A, it's not like personal it's just a cultural thing yeah particularly because if you're in la with your raised truck it's um, a gas guzzler it's a gas guzzler and like what are you doing there is no work need for that no like i'm not talking about like a tr- a truck like there are so truck. many yeah. reasons why people have trucks but a raised truck yeah no no we have we we have a stereotype about your manhood if you have one of those. And it's not right, but it is It is what it is. It is what it is. And then this creepy dude starts to grab her and pull her and is like, I just want to kiss. And, like, she tries like, to I, leave. I know this is, like, a thing. And I just, like, I, like, understand what we're doing and what we're selling. And, like, I'm not, like, dismissing an experience. But I just, like... I'm like this guy at a bar with the most comical truck is going to like sexually assault someone and then get away with like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's so weird where it's just like, whatever. There's no anonymity to this person. Right. 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 Yes. Um, very true. And like, she finally kicks him in the balls and like tries to get away. But she fucking wails on yeah. him. Like, I know we're supposed to think Joey and Eddie save her, but they definitely don't. No, she was doing she, fine. She was handling this. But like, she's kicking this guy's ass when Joey and Eddie see her and they come up and like stop and like pull her off of this dude. Yeah. And like, Audrey's like really upset. She's crying and apologizing. And Joey's like, it's okay. And then like, Audrey like looks up at Joey and is like, I'm ready to go to rehab. Charles. Charles laughed hysterically. <laughs> I mean, Charles should. Here's the thing. I got to say, 
This is a little bit more serious. In the year of our Lord 2022, Mm -hmm. I am so fucking over sexual assault as this kind of storyline for women. I was over it in 2003 when this came on. Yeah. Like, it happens. We all know it happens. Tell it in a way that expresses how big of a deal it actually is and how something like that stays with us, even if we sometimes brush off how big of a deal it is. Like, women do that sometimes. Yeah, or alternatively, this is the only narrative we're ever told is like a stranger with a bullet will come and try to take you to a secondary location and then rape you and if that happens what were you wearing and it might have been your fault and how drunk were you yeah Yeah. and she was drunk so like i don't know you know like and we know statistically it's people you know yep you know there is coercion in a different level so like this is always the big bad of like aren't you scared of strangers you know and like yeah i do think we need a healthy relationship to being a fear of strangers like however there is so much data that suggests that like there are other ways in which this manifests itself and like my thing obviously what we saw in the beginning of this episode was audrey had sex with someone who was so drunk she didn't remember his name right that's what the implication is i don't know if she didn't ask for his name and she she obviously didn't care about his name and that wasn't like something that mattered to her however there was the implication that there was you know copious amounts of intoxicants impaired you know impairment that like could have prevented from a full enthusiastic consent and we know for sure that cj took advantage of her absolutely but we didn't we're not getting that storytelling either right and my thing is you know cj someone she knew and my thing is that for all of season six and for some of season five like this is i'm gonna come back to it if you're gonna tell us a story tell us a story exactly the way this is told is so wildly irresponsible Mm -hmm. like you know, I just, it's hard for me to like wrap my head around how irresponsible it is because it like, this scene like never gets brought up again. No residual anything. Yeah, I mean, she literally was taken advantage of sexually by CJ and now we're supposed to buy into a CJ Jen romance. Right, because we're going to go. We're also not going to talk about what really happened. Like, you know, like I don't believe in violence, but Pacey actually had the only correct response. Totally. Because from here, we're going to go to the car mm-hmm. um, where everyone's getting out after dinner. Grams and Bill decides to take a walk because they like each other so much. What the fuck <laughs> is going on? No, no, you cannot do this to Grams. They've done it to every woman on the show. And they're like, who's next? Grams. Grams. Oh, my God. I know. I hear you. And like CJ then admits to Jen that she's like, she were right in putting them together. What? <laughs> okay fine they went off together so he is assessing the situation correctly fine whatever and jen's like gets down on herself about her love life like she's kind of like oh yeah well i'm so bad at my own and like cj's like oh you're not doing too bad and then jen looks at him and says um the last boy i liked slept with my friend which is fair fair and then cj says if he knew if i knew you as well then that I know you now, I wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened because like, I couldn't bear the thought of hurting someone so amazing. What? <laughs> like what? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Like if you want this journey for CJ, don't make him assault Audrey. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, like, yeah. don't make him so fucked up to Jen. Like, the thing is, if you don't like someone, you don't like someone. I have no problem with him being like, I don't, I'm not interested in you, Jen. Like, I know that I, I feel for Jen. That hurts. And I understand yeah. that, yeah. you know, and I feel for that. And I, and I feel for CJ. That's hard when someone likes you and you don't like him back. Like, I know how that feels too, personally, you know. So I, I get it. But then he, like, went and fucked Audrey when she was drunk, you know, and like, we've already said our piece about that. Like, I'm not going to say anything happened, but I personally feel that it was fucked yeah. up, you know? Yeah. And then acted like Jen was in the wrong to be upset by that. Yeah. And like, we're not talking like years later it happened. He Jen was like, I'm into you. And then he's like, nah, dude. And then fucked Audrey that night. Yeah. That's fucked up. Like, that is. Like, I, I just, I don't think that that's cr- right. Because, like, then what? Then CJ's imagining that him and Audrey are going to, like, date and he's going to have to, like, hang out with Jen. Right. That's fucked up. Like, no. Agreed. That's Agreed. So weird. So Jen skirts over all that and is like, you think I'm amazing? And he's like, yeah. And then he tries to kiss her and she, like, moves away. Which I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah. God. But also, like, what is going on? This is the same as Joey where we're, I'm like, what is going on? Right. What do you want? Like, at what least, do you? At least they resolve this immediately. I agree with you. <laughs> so, because he says he's like, "That's fair. I, I deserve. T- that. I deserve that." And he does. Yeah, and then she like in this way that Michelle Williams can only pull off. I know that is like charming. Yeah, or she's like, "I'm just kidding," and then she like kisses him. Yeah, and so you, <laughs> I literally, I'm like, no. That's what my note said. I just said, how on earth am I supposed to want CJ with Jen? Like, on what in what world would you think I want this? Well, there hasn't been enough journey for CJ's turn to liking Jen. Agreed. Like, he's training her at the helpline and an asshole to her. We don't see them last episode, but, like, you know, like, he's so mean to her when they're training. Yeah. And he's been mean to her throughout. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, you're amazing. Yeah. And like, I agree. Jen is amazing. Yeah. But like, he, she was amazing the first time they met and he didn't, he wasn't into her. And like, I, again, I agree. If you don't like someone, you don't like someone. You're allowed to not like someone. Totally. But like, all of a sudden we're supposed to buy into this? Nope. No, thank you. So we go to the movie. Dawson wraps the reshoots. They all, you know congratulate Cheers. each other and <laughs> natasha comes up and starts massaging his shoulders and he's like i'm so sorry i had to yell at you and she's like turn me on <laughs> <laughs> i laughed so hard and it's funny because it's like so similar to eddie being like oh you're so hot when, when you're, you're angry. angry you know but like natasha isn't like trying isn't saying she loves Dawson you know right. what i mean like there isn't like i guess that's like the the difference here is that we're she's kind of to- like we're Maybe supposed we to be now. charmed by the Eddie of it all. Yeah. Whereas Natasha, from the get-go, has been a wild one. <laughs> a wild one. So when she says, like, I'm turned on by this, you're not like, oh, th- she's creating, like, an unhealthy situation. No, no, no. She's telling him exactly what she, she wants. She has, like, a clear handle. And even from, like, the whole time when they break up, she's like, no, you just wanted to fuck me. Like, don't get this twisted, yeah. you know? Like, it, at, at Mary Mayhem, you know? She has a clear idea of what's going on and she sees the full picture. So yeah. that's why this was like hilarious a to lot. me. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, she's just like, want to go get a drink? It's so funny. I love her. 
She's I know. the saving grace of the first half of this season. I totally agree, and she will be sorely missed. Sorely. So we have then another montage of this road trip. But Everyone's like this happy. Time it's fun. Yeah. Like, oh, things have changed. The car was robbed and a life was saved. <laughs> now it's time to have fun. Also, like the replacement song that they have in uh-huh. has a line that says, There may be a time when no means yes, which feels fucking gross after that's the scene we just saw with Audrey. Oh my god. Sorry, just had to point it out. Um and they pull up to this like Hancock Park. Is yeah. that what we're thinking? Hancock it Park is. House. Yeah, they it had a sign that said Fifth Street. Oh. But they're clearly filming in LA, which is so interesting. It's very yeah, I was like, oh that actually is LA. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> this looks exactly like LA. And I was like, do they have they don't have palm trees and I went through a whole process in my head. I was like, have palm trees in North Carolina. North Carolina. I, I mean I'm sure like they exist but somewhere like, not naturally or they're right. not natural here either, but they're just not as pervasive as they are here no yeah. it's so cold there i don't think they would have them year round yeah i don't know and then like and then i saw the la street signs you know yeah but then audrey's like yeah i know like and we're like they're kind of stunned at how rich she is which yeah. doesn't make any sense i agree to me. i agree and I, all i could think was like man i would have loved just like one episode of the summer yeah Totally. In this house, totally. you know, or whatever. Yeah. And she makes some classic classes. Yeah, her joke and to Eddie, Eddie are like bantering. Yeah. Like she's being mean and yeah. he's like not really having it. And then she apologizes that she's been a bitch. Yeah. And she's like, you know, this year has not been the best year to get to know me. Yeah. Um, Which I actually like that line. Totally. And then he's like, you know, once you get past all your obnoxiousness, you're actually kind of funny. And she's like, well, you're pretty great, too, which I disagree with. Totally. And he's like, that's not what Joey thinks. And then and then she says to him, yeah. you're going to go down as one of the great loves of her life. Okay. Bitch, what? What the fuck is happening? On what planet? What are they doing? I know Audrey is wild. She wanted him to... F- she wanted Joey to fuck Professor Wilder. Like, Audrey... I would have some theories. I would never take relationship advice from no. her. Her or Harley. Yeah. Like these are two Joey's best friends, you know. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it's bad. But like the great loves of Joey's life. Like she elevated she was part of the like elevation of Dawson as like the soulmate or whatever yeah, in yeah, season yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and I, I guess we're supposed to assume that like Joey downplayed the relationship with Pacey because Audrey Who knows? Was, because Audrey was dating him. Yeah. So I think that like that's what we're supposed to think. But like then to have Eddie. Like, okay, here's my here's where I went. Uh-huh. From an adult perspective, it's kind of funny. Right. Like, yeah. Like from an adult perspective, you're like, yeah, right now he's the one of the great loves of your life. And in five years, you're going to be like, what that what's that guy's name? And you and your friends are going to call him the Hell's Kitchen guy. I don't know. Remember him? Yeah. He was there for a second. Like, I definitely think Joey is the type that will remember every person's name she had sex with. Sure, sure, sure. But like like, also like she'll remember like if it were you and I, he would be the Hell's Kitchen guy. What was that guy's name again? I can't. Yeah, like I guess it just like if I said I I remember every person's name, I said I love you too. And she said I love you to him. Okay. Would I say he's the one of the great loves of her life? No. no, and I, I even at the time I'm like, what? Like I just didn't see enough of a connection there. Well, and this seems like a slap in the face to both Pacey and Dawson. Yeah, I totally agree. I was like, I mean, 
I, I just don't. I'm understand. not in the habit, and like maybe even Jack. I like know, I'm not just, in the habit of defending. I know, and it's so bizarre because I've also always wanted Joey to move on from that triangle and to like expand out. Right, She's right. in college, find herself, like all of this stuff. I've always wanted that for her, and so now here we are, and it's like, like it was kind of the complaint that we had about um chad michael murray where it's like just fuck that guy and move on why are you trying to create this to be like something it's not you know and with eddie it's like it's the same thing as pacey and audrey where it's like you can love someone but they're not like necessarily the great love of your life and also like my thing is like even like i think about buffy the vampire slayer like she had like a whole ass boyfriend post angel right that like everyone kind of doesn't like but Uh like he was there and like they had a relationship and you know no one has to like him just like have her date someone for like an extended period of time yeah she's allowed to so joey's like do you want do you want me to come in with you and audrey's like no i should face them by myself and audrey's like you know they just like have this nice like yeah it's it's, you know i love what audrey says yeah she's kind of like you know, I want to thank you and to apologize, but I just don't want it to be empty. Like, you know, like last episode or whatever. Like I did it before and it wasn't, I yeah. didn't, you know, stand by any of this. So and like, it's kind of sweet how she, you know, how she acknowledges that. Yeah. And she's just like, I just need to figure out why I've been so unhappy. Right. And you're like, girl, that is what I've been asking for the last 13 episodes. Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? I don't really, I didn't even see like any like precipitation you know or like an inciting incident to this like what the fuck you know and like joey's like and once you do find what's making you unhappy there are so many people in beantown that love you okay boston (laughs) i need you to come through for us boston no one says that write us at dawson's critique at gmail.com no one's calls it that right it's like calling it the Big Apple or Frisco. Or like, like Cali. Or Cali. We know immediately that you're a fucking tourist if you like call it transplant. That. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, or a transplant. Like, tell us, okay? That can't be. Can't. Oh. Okay. Frisco, huh? <laughs> if you say Frisco to me, I might hit you. Sorry. I know we don't condone violence, but it just is a reflex. Okay. So... Audrey's like, you know, who would have thought this skinny, uptight prude I met at the beginning of freshman year wouldn't be my best friend in the whole world? Yet again, we got to call Joey a prude. Also, what? Are they friends? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the thing that's so hard for me. And it, it just really is heartbreaking because like... The bar is so low for friendship for Joey Mm. that, like, Harley's her best friend now. Right. You know? And, like, it's so sad to watch. It's so sad. Like I agree. You know, the beginning of this season, she loses her best friend. And, like, friendship breakups are so painful. Yeah. They're so painful. And they're so hard. And they're so prevalent during this time in your life, you know? Especially your high school friends into who you are in college, you know? Yeah. And... Then, and, you know, of course we, like you said, I wish we were telling that story, but then to have Audrey be like, you're my best friend in the whole world. While we didn't really get a resolution to the like real actual fighting they've been doing that I feel is valid and real. Yeah. Same. You know, Joey has been pretty interested in in whatever is going on with Eddie over what's going on with Audrey. Yeah. And like, you know, Audrey's been on self-destruct mode. So like I can see why Joey is making the choice to pursue Eddie versus Audrey. However, like 
like it this whole thing feeds into the the thing that i constantly am complaining about is like joey's so perfect right you know and like i just wish we could get a flawed joey i agree we're like like the problem is we do get a flawed joey we get no acknowledgement of exactly yeah yeah and like it's just like i think you know like do i think it's amazing joey drove across the country sacrificed a lot to do this for audrey yes of course i do do i think joey cares about audrey of course i do like but like i also don't think we're gonna we don't get like a you were right like there was a part of me that wanted to like be on this trip for eddie or you were right i haven't been paying attention or like all of this like this acknowledgement of audrey's feelings and of audrey's existence and of a flaw of Joey. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And Audrey at this point hugs Joey and tells her, like, you got to let Eddie go. Like, it's time. What? And and then, like, Eddie's... Like, I just am like, this comes out of nowhere. It's... So and I also don't really know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. I, I kind of was like, okay, like, I see it. But, like, the way she's like, you got to let him go. Like, you kind of wish that we had seen a, like a scene between Audrey and Joey when everything happened with Dawson and Audrey kind of said a similar thing or, or some, or Joey had said, you know what I mean? So we could kind of have some kind of continuity because like, also, I guess I just wasn't up into this point understanding that that was what was happening is that Joey was, had a driving grip, to let Eddie go, had a grip over Eddie that she needed to let go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just actually didn't know how Joey felt. Right, right. <laughs> totally. So, you know, Eddie's got to go. He has an appointment. And Audrey grabs Bob and is like, T- let's tell. Oh, wait. I wanted to say. He grabs Bob out of the car. Seth Green has, or Seth Green. Seth Rogen has, like, a different Tenacious D t-shirt on, like, basically every time we see him, <laughs> which is amazing. And she's like, let's go tell my parents we got married in Vegas. <laughs> and he's gonna- like, did we? And she's like, no, it'll be funny, though. Yeah. Totally. Um, so then we go to the morning after Natasha and Dawson presumably fucked all night. I know. And it's like, it's hard because I love this. I want this on the show. But like, why does Dawson get to be the only one who gets to have casual sex? Girl, he like, doesn't get don't think that that's not all. one of my notes. God, imagine if this show allowed women to have moments like this. I would have loved it. I know. It's so like... As a result of how much the show tortures women, I like I couldn't even watch this scene. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, you know, she's like, oh, you know, everything's been great, but like I'm super busy coming up. Like, you know, maybe we can hang out in a few weeks. And Dawson's like, you know, it's okay. Like we can have just had sex. And, and like, he says to not her, not call like, each other later. You were right. Yeah. This was just about sex. And like again. I love that journey for Dawson because I think that the relationship Dawson has with sex is unhealthy. I agree. And that's common at this age. Sure. And I love that he's working through it and he's reached like a level up about his own personal relationship with morality around sex. And I like that. But because Dawson literally has no friends, we don't see that journey. We don't hear that journey. We're not really on that journey. We're just shown it. And, like, it's not fair that we're just, like, here while then simultaneously, like, punishing every single other character for having sex, even in love. Yeah. Like, they retconned that Joey loved Eddie, but they still punished her for having sex with him. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. And, like, Natasha's, like, gets into some super Dawson's Creek fantasy about what will happen when they meet again in the future. Mm-hmm. And they have a long toward affair that ruins their marriages. And he, and he's like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to direct a big movie. And then she's like, you know, the other day watching you take control, I've never been so proud of anyone in my whole life. She's an actress. She's, she's like lying. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> she's so wild. They like kiss. And that's the thing is that like the storytelling is like Dawson made the right choice. Yeah. To he be gave an up, asshole. He gave up who he thinks he is fundamentally to the core in the pursuit of success. Right. And she like she like goes up and like they kind of make out and he, she's like, you know, it's been lovely. Yeah. And, and she's like, there's going to be other actresses in your future, but I want you to n- remember always I was the first. Gross. That's so gross. And he's like, I won't forget it. And yeah. you're like, oh, like it's so gross because it's setting up for this storytelling of Dawson yeah. coming into his own, getting his dream of being a director and fucking a bunch of actresses well and also the way that he's getting his dream is by just falling into the concept of like i'm gonna be an asshole i'm going to be a leader and a boss that is terrible yeah i'm gonna create unjust working situations and i'm gonna abuse my power sexually and otherwise yeah and then he's like oh and then so that's the end of natasha like goodbye to natasha I will miss you. You were a saving grace in these parched times. I know. The wild woman of Dawson's Creek, you were. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, salute. We salute you. Yeah, Natasha. seriously. Um, and then here we are at Santa Monica Beach. Yeah. Um, Eddie is like, it's beautiful and it's freaking me out. Yeah, and I, I just think that like the way this sets up is you're like, okay, cool. We're going to get a feelings yeah. discussion. Yeah, because he's like, this is so far removed from like everything that I know and I yeah. don't know how to process it. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to ignore the urge to get back in the car and drive back to Boston with you. Yeah. And like, she's like, you have to ignore it. Like, you You're can't gonna be that. amazing. And, yeah. you know, and she's encouraging him. And he kind of pivots and he's like, you know, I've been kind of thinking about long distance. <laughs> and she literally cannot have a serious conversation. Yeah. She's like, you know, well, he suggests to that they make a plan to meet somewhere in a year. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, you know, we should like, you know, we should like meet up in a year. And she's like, a lot can happen in a year. You can meet some willowy blonde poet chick. And like, I'm just going to be the drama queen. You knew when. And he's like, no, that's not going to happen. It's hard because I know that we're supposed to be like, this is Joey or whatever. Right, The sarcasm comes back out. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I think that, that this is Joey. Like, I do agree. Yeah. However, like, how are we supposed to believe this is, like, one of the great loves of her life if they can't have a conversation about, like, the fact that she's leaving, like, what, in a few hours or, like, you know, very shortly? And, like, what happens next for them, yeah. you know? And I, I just think that, like, this is one of the great things about the Pacey and Joey relationship is because we're constantly on a journey of her getting the strength and bravery to empower herself to say how she feels yeah, and to own how she feels and to, you know, 
acknowledge that that is important, you know? Yeah. And she's met with someone who actually thinks it's one of the most important things. How yeah. do you feel? You yeah. know? And so I think that that's why for me personally, that love story is so dynamic and powerful. And right. so like, honestly, last the test of time, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like you, we watched it for this podcast and you're still like, damn, how do I get goosebumps? You know, every time. And like, you know, like we said, we kind of were like bought into Eddie until he leaves. And now watching it, I'm just like, I, I just, I, I, it's a complicated storytelling. Like it's a whole mixture of things, you know? Right. But having to watch Joey over and over be so confusing about her own personal feelings. And when the, you know, floor is open to have a conversation about her feelings, she doesn't take it, which I understand is for a lot of reasons. However, like I keep saying, it's a TV show. Yep. Like I know, like in real life, it's hard. But like this is a TV show. We need to. We know gotta how, hear it. We gotta hear it. We yeah. gotta. We gotta see her take that floor, that space, a little bit from yeah. time to time. You know. Yeah. Totally. Because like he's he's like we should meet in Paris because like it's something we haven't done. Yeah, and it's and, like, kind of sweet because we're supposed to see him now after she encouraged him to follow his dream. Right. He's encouraging her to follow her dream and to be a supporter in that dream that she that has. she that he she told him about yeah. like at the very very first meeting. And so that's basically. super sweet that like yeah. you know of all the guys on the show that we've we this is the first person we've seen her encourage go to Paris and it's always about Paris like you know we've seen yeah. that each season come back to that so like we're seeing that come back and I I think that's a very sweet thing and a, an insightful thing and to me. Like I'm, I can then as a result buy into him loving her because he's like, I know you. I am like, we yeah. get like more insight into that. It's not like, I'm not going to say it's one of the great loves of her life, but like I can kind of yeah, see like there's this, a love there. Yeah. This love and this, yeah. this connection that they have. And she's like, okay, if we don't make it to Paris, like, I want you to know that I won't forget you. Uh-huh. And you were just the sweetest, nicest surprise that's ever happened. And this feels like an erasure of, like, the fact that he left. I like, know. I was just like, and she's like, I love you too, and I'm going to love you as like, long as I also, can. he's not sweet right her. like that's part of their vibe and the way that the right. show is obsessed with writing love interests for Joey right that they're not sweet they're not nice and then they like you know kind of she brings them and breaks them of that or whatever right. and like I just don't understand I, I like I also just wish he would be she could just be like you're so smart and like the things that we actually think that yeah she was into him. yeah yeah you yeah. know like you're smart you have an interesting take on things and like I feel like we have such a similar energy yeah we have similar backgrounds and then like similar desires and that we love to read and you know we love certain things that I guess we're connected over and that's how we've fallen in love yeah so they kiss and she goes to leave and he pulls her back and we get this wait you didn't even say the most important part oh what did I say I just want you to know I love you too oh I did okay yeah she says she loves you to him too and she's gonna love him as long as she can yeah and then they kiss and she like kisses him and is like, okay, like, bye. And he like grabs her and pulls her back and we get this, it is so long. And it's, it's so a- <laughs> wild because it's not romantic at all. It's like we're literally watching a music video. Yes. 
Like, <laughs> I don't great description. know what is going on. It's like, just like this 360 shot kind of. But it like, like, kind of like does these weird cuts yeah, too yeah, within yeah. the 360 that look like a music video. Like you're like, okay, <laughs> like you might as well just have like the Dixie Chick song playing over. And yeah, supposed yeah. supposed to be like, I guess this is one of the great loves of Joey's life. But like again, like it's just such a long makeout scene. Oh my god, it lasts forever. It lasts so long. It's the same as the road trip scenes where you're like, "Why is this happening?" So you only had thirty eight minutes of dialogue, and you're adding in stupid shit that we don't care about. Yeah, like, and you're not gonna put a singing thing. Yeah, couldn't we have? Yeah, couldn't we have gotten Joey singing Joey? But like of them singing to like what would be a good one? Like Selena. At this point, too. I would fall in love. Like, like at I 2003, mean, like, you're not singing to Christina Aguilera in this car? I mean, like, it, it, they usually pick, like, an older song. Okay. You know? So it's like... So, where's My Boys to Men? Yeah. yeah. Selena would be great. Like, it just kind of, like... Yeah. I would have loved, like, I don't know. A Boys yeah. to Men? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, we could have... Like, that would have End been of the so- road. These people aren't belting out end of the road. That, like, like, makes the most sense. Or what if we just did a joke or we did a um, Paula Cole song? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. come on. What if we did Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... It, or Alanis Morissette. That's yeah. an even deeper joke. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, come on. We could have got, like... We could have redeemed the singing Joey character, at least. Yeah. Man, well, we did it. <laughs> Goodbye to to this part of season six. Thank God. God. It's real bad. It's bad. It's just bad because there's no continuity. None. And that's really like... And just they're telling all these stories, but they're not really telling them. Yeah. Like it seems like there's no... Nobody there's like, cares. You know, you get it. And you're like, no, I don't. Because the last episode was a completely different story. Right. Or the same story, kind of. Yeah. Can't tell. <laughs> definitely the same story when it comes to joey and eddie and like like i said i'm just like wait this is the same as last episode and yet i still have questions yeah like what like i don't understand how does joey feel yeah how does i i guess i kind of have a better understanding of how eddie feels but like you know because he's just like i fucked up and like you'll never forgive me and like whatever yeah but like what does she want what's going on how how are they in love yeah and like i don't want to question people's love journeys and what love means to them but like i keep saying it's a fucking tv show yeah you know and it's like we're supposed to buy in that she's in love with him and i'm like okay then what does she want from him right you know who knows who knows like how does she feel like the three people that she's loved all, have... all can't be with her yeah <laughs> you know or like what are her takeaways from that great question and it's like who the fuck knows i know yeah and then wild. also three of our main characters are in la right now yeah and like they're not gonna like really see each other or connect or anything yeah yeah like i mean next episode a couple of them will but I know, but I guess it it more highlights to me, like, how dead Joey and Dawson's friendship is. Friendship is. Yeah. It's not just their romantic relationship. It's their complete friendship. It's their they're, complete relationship. They're yeah. not even in each other's lives anymore. Right. She, 
she went, pr- she might not know that he's in LA. She went all the way to LA where he lives and like they're she, not going to connect at all. Yeah. That's so like first like it's hard for a show that has just hammered us over and over and over with like you know you should want a friendship like this. Yeah. Totally. And it's like what? Totally, totally. Yeah. So who you're rooting for? Pacey. Pacey. <laughs> Jack. Jack. <laughs> uh-huh there we go i can't i can't in good conscience root for jen gail yeah i hope gail's doing great bodie <laughs> hope, hope bodie and bessie are so successful with that bnb um yeah like jen's so wild like like i i want to root for jen i mean like i guess i'm rooting like, for audrey i'm rooting yeah, for audrey true, to get clean and true, sober true, true. like that's who i'm rooting for yeah from this episode I, I i that's the only person i can really be like i i wish you the best in this endeavor that you're going on yeah you know but that's it yeah no, everyone exactly. else is acting a mess yeah i mean like i thought jen was over cj or like over the idea of him yeah and also like we didn't, we haven't seen Jen, so we haven't seen her grapple with anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, when's the last time we saw Jen? The Christmas episode? I think so. I mean, we saw her haircut, but in the beginning. Oh, we yeah, we really saw her bangs for one see, second. Like, we got slapped by her bangs for one second last We didn't last see, episode. like, a real, like, story yeah. point or, you know, whatever. And, like, again, I guess the hardest part for me personally is that, like, it just takes one line. Yeah. And that, you know opening scene when audrey apologizes you wish that jen could be like look i forgive you like cj wasn't like i wasn't dating him like it yeah. hurt but like you know he's fair game and like i'm over him or like right i'm gonna do the he- like why is she even at the helpline we didn't even know that that was gonna happen i know <sighs> so i don't know nor do i and it's so annoying yeah because i love jen well, all I want is to know what Jen's thinking and feeling. At but, all times, yeah. At all times, but alas, we don't get that. Okay. So for our listener corner, one comment. Um, this is from Shauna. Mm. So on Michelle Williams' Bangsgate scandal haircut from last pod episode, <laughs> I'm wondering if Dawson's Creek season six filmed in 2001 partially since it aired in fall 2002, because she's rumored to have dated Connor Obris, the singer of Bright Eyes from approximately 1999 to 2000. And that hairstyle I can 100% see on someone who was hanging out with Connor Super indie vibe haircut down to the short bangs that haunt many queer communities today since Mm. folks are still going with that bang style. True. Um, When I saw her haircut and bangs, I was a little shook, but it's such an overall indie girl look and William's career is defined by indie films that I also felt it made sense. Um, Despite that her previous haircut was so good and I miss it. Um, hard agree. Hard agree. It would not have been filmed any time in 2001. I don't think so. No, it would have been filmed in summer of 2002. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Connor Oberst, oh my God. I feel like Bright Eyes is such a college. I had such a relationship with that band in college. Yeah. And the people I know 
the queer community members today that still have the short bangs are like big Connor fans. Connor Oberst. Um, he didn't he have a Me Too scandal? I don't know. I think I, he did. I'm sure. Look it up. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he kind of sucks. So, um, but. But like we've said, I felt like that hair was on trend in our Right, like we d- we don't remember having a problem with it when we saw it in two thousand and two or two thousand three. Like I have visceral memories of season two Jen's hair, which yeah. is why I was always like, "No, that's the worst hair." Yeah, um, because that comes out of nowhere and is really bad. It's a bad haircut. But yeah. this one is like I think it was like I don't want to say on trend, but it was an understood haircut. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, and maybe that makes it worse that we were all like, no, this is this is legit. This is a thing. We're just like, oh, I get it. She's setting a vibe with that hair. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and like, I think that we would feel that way. Like, I feel that way even now. Like, it's a definite specific vibe versus the season two hair, which is like, I'm on a downward spiral and I like yeah. made. I'm crashing and burning. <laughs> I made an impulse, to, like a you know, like. It, it's the trope of Britney Spears. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So for our listener corner and then also um, Tamra contributed to the art and artists. Yeah. Um, Tam- this is from Tamra. Uh, Dawson's no means no line in his reshoot and how they seem to make it into a joke and then call back when Natasha says it to him in the script. In Julia's words, don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I'm sorry, but wasn't it last season when Clifton Smalls was the pastor of some sorts? I find it bizarre that this is the best breakup storylines a writer could come up with, especially since proselytizing is not really a thing in the Jewish religion. It's actively discouraged to go around trying to convert others. Also, are we going to talk about Eddie's flare jeans? Is that what I'm seeing on screen or do I need new glasses? Okay, okay. Um, they are flared. You don't need new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> They're flared jeans. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Agreed about Clifton Smalls. I do think the only way that story makes sense is if they're thinking about getting married, and he yeah will only marry someone who's Jewish. Totally. Um, because it's like the same thing I've said. I said last episode about Joey. If she has a problem with people that don't go to college, she shouldn't be pursuing those people, you know. Right. And it's kind of like I don't know. I just think if you want to be with someone who's Jewish, like you should pursue be with Jewish someone who's Jewish people. Go to J date. I know yeah. that didn't. I know that didn't exist in two thousand two. Don't come at me. Like I don't know. Um, it's just one of those things where you're like I, I think you can ask people to change, but like you know. Like, the way Grams is so mad about it seems like it was an aggressive ask. And, like, or a like, fight like, about it. Yeah, we're led to believe it was aggressive in a fight, you know? Yeah. And, like, who knows? Like, who knows? But at the same time, like, it's so bizarre. And, yes, they d- you're right. They did meet at church. So it's even more stupid. I mean, like, there's – it's just, like, it 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 feels so phoned in right now. And like, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Everyone's just like, we're sick of doing this show. We're under contract. Right. But so we have to, and we just like, don't give a fuck. And I think that's like, I think like as a person who did so love this show at certain points in the show, like that feels like such a slap in the face. It's hard because so for me, I'm 
I was like, think because we're coming to the end of Dawson's Creek, I was like, okay, what's my favorite series finale of all time? For me personally, mine is Six Feet Under. And yes. so I've been on a Six Feet Under rewatch. Um, <sighs> and like the fifth season, the final season of Six Feet Under is honestly one of my favorites. Like It's I, amazing. It's like probably the best season. It's amazing. It's so good. I mean, like I don't like necessarily think you can compare like a premium channel drama drama to a you know network cw teen drama in terms of like writing and caliber however like i do think that you can it highlights like how you can deliver good tv season after season you know and I did look up like what is considered like some of the best series finales and one of them is Friday Night Lights and like that is a teen drama that was like yeah you know partially on network the final two seasons weren't but like there is a way to do it and to like kind of still have these storylines that are in character in story in growth in you know trajectory or whatever and here we are like where it's like no one sat down and said okay by the mid-season finale we want to be here with our characters and then by we want to try to get here and like i don't know it's so painful to watch it could because it feels like it's it's just meandering and not going anywhere and nobody cares and nobody wants to be there and like yeah. and like that's the thing right is that it's like as an audience you put in this time and energy and you're mm-hmm. excited about things and like you know I, I, it's like I, I think that fandom is so interesting because like i think that on the one hand i think that sometimes fandoms can be really toxic and horrible yeah. and like like there was that thing with Star Star Wars where like Kelly Marie Tran, is that her name? Yeah. I think um she um sorry, I literally know nothing about Star Wars, but I kind of know about this. Um like she got so much racist like yeah. shit that she like left Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. or something. Like and my thing is like so that means you're terrible fans. Yeah, or even if you're recently like, like they announced that the lead for like the, sh- I think it's gonna be a show of Percy Jackson, which is yeah. YA, is gonna be a person of color, yeah. even though in the book they're described as white. And there's been this huge backlash, and the author of the book series is like, y'all, he literally was like, y'all are racist. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, and true, yeah. right? And it doesn't matter. Well, and it's like in the Hunger Games, like yeah. the fact that Rue is black and like a bunch of people, and like in the bl- book, it is like made very clear that Rue is black. Yeah, it was like, even I remember being like, who cares? Like, I don't know. Like, but like, people just, were like, oh, I'm, you know, oh my God, they made Rue black and now I don't everything. care that yeah. like she died. And you're like, Sorry, well, spoiler that's alert. more of your storytelling that when you read the book, you identified all the characters of being white. As white. I mean, Katniss is not identified as white in the book. And in, yeah. in certain ways, you might think that she's not white. Yeah. But like, Anyway, that's besides the point. My thing is, like, I think fandom, I think fandom can, like, I think it can be very problematic. I also think sometimes fandoms, like, I I think it's interesting and fun and funny to, like, hear people interact with the show mm-hmm. that they're watching, right? So, like, actually a lot of television, the, I watch two network television shows week to week, but because I don't have TV, I watch them on Hulu the next day. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I sometimes watch people live tweeting them because mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, it's fun to watch people interact to me. It's like really fun to watch that. And so my thing is like, and sometimes people are like, oh, I'm so pissed about this. Oh my God. And like, sometimes I think there, people make great points of like, this storyline is actually being done like not great. Yeah. And like, my thing is like, I think that's actually really vital and important and interesting, but I also like on none of these shows do I think that that the writers like don't care even if they make missteps mm-hmm. on none of the shows that I like interact with now right now do I think that the writers don't give a shit mm-hmm. but it really feels like in this sixth season that like people just did not give a shit I agree and it's not just the writers I feel like the actors didn't give a shit yeah. I feel like I feel like all of it was just like we don't care no, it, it We're feels so ready for this very to be done. toxic where it, it's cyclical. I don't know who like, started the trend, but it's like one party, say the actors didn't give a shit, so then the writers didn't give a shit. And then because the content wasn't good, then the actors gave less of shit. And since the writers were like, the actors don't care, they gave less of shit. And it just kind of built up over yeah. and over where like, now we're just watching absolute shit, which doesn't make sense from episode to episode. We're having a hard time following along with like these love stories, these romances. Yeah. And also it feels to be honest, like the actors don't even like each other so they won't even be in the same scenes together you know like we've been told until the start of this season that Dawson and Joey are in game that they're like soulmates best friends like you should covet a relationship like theirs and they're like mere minutes from each other and they're not not going to see each other you know and And possibly don't know that they are mere minutes yeah and, and do I think that that's justified yes of course but to the storytelling up into this point it's irresponsible agreed you know and frustrating totally um because that storytelling was at the expense of a dawson and jen you know like don't you just love don't you just wish that we could have had dawson trying to navigate a relationship, relationship with, with jen, jen you while know? he directs while this movie natasha's maybe flirting with him or like whatever or like what if he was having an affair or like you know what i mean just like so many things that we could yeah. have really gotten into exploring that we didn't and then like there's a complete erasure of the epic romance of a dawson and jen and then like we've already complained about you know a joey and pacey where right. we're like you know what's going on here right um and then you know our two kind of favorite characters aren't even in this episode and it fucking shows man yeah totally okay and so this is also from Tamara for for art and artists I think I mentioned this a few seasons ago but I want to look at it in the reverse are there some artists or actors (laughs) Joshua Jackson, that we seem to love their characters more because of what we know about them as actual people. Like, yes, Joshua Jackson is charming, is pretty much in every interview he's done, Mm. but I certainly noticed him being very outspoken about multiple social issues, and it definitely gives me a better feeling about consuming the media he happens to be in. Mm -hmm. Would we love Pacey's character just as much if Joshua Jackson provided it to prove to be a complete asshole spouting racist, sexist remarks wherever he goes? Oh, I mean, that's hard to answer, Mm because, like, there's a part of me that's like, can you divorce these two things right Pacey is such a mensch he's so wonderful 
he's so I mean I guess I think that like a that's lot the of the reason. storytelling for Pacey is fucked up, you yeah, know? Yeah. But like because of his acting skills being so good, you're kind of like it's kind of entwined, right? That like yeah. Josh Jackson and understanding also, how to respect women and yeah. you know, and knowing, you know, what we know about how he I mean, seemingly, we don't know him. So like, but like, you know, seemingly in what he sort of puts out there in the world and what what his wife likes to tweet about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Like that, like he's respectful and he's loving and he's honored to be with his wife. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, seems like a lovely guy. Yeah. And, and a guy who really respects his female partners yeah and like that's to me that's like such a such a ringing endorsement Mm -hmm. of a dude and I do think I think you're right I think that like Joshua Jackson if that is truly what he is on the inside like it does seem to come out in Pacey even when and we've noted a lot of times when it's like this line is actually fucked but the way he says it I, I love him I don't yeah, know totally you know because I, I know a lot of people comment on it and it's not that I disagree where it's like him saying I'm gonna kiss you and if you don't want me to you're gonna have to stop me like that could be said or feel unsafe very you know and the way that it comes across on screen and you know to this day even though like in a vacuum if you read that on screen or on a paper you'd be like I don't know about this but the way you see it on screen it's like it's it feels like part of a journey of men learning about consent and like you know that stunted growth and journey that they that that the male journey is and like how it's just a a trial and I'm trying my best I'm trying my best you know whatever and why it comes across still to this day you know more than 20 years later of like such a groundbreaking lesson in consent in my opinion um and I agree that like what we see of the public character that Joshua Jackson has created of himself Mm -hmm. is this like phenomenal person and I do think that that like adds an extra layer to it. And I also kind of feel that way about Michelle Williams and um, yeah. Busy Phillips. Yeah. Where like, honestly, the character of Audrey is a mess right now. She doesn't make any sense. She's an asshole. What she says to Eddie throughout this episode fucked. is fucked up. Yeah. She's said similar classist things to Pacey so we know that's in her character to feel like these are acceptable things to say in addition to being her true feelings right which are fucked up but like busy Phillips to me I like her acting and as we know about her now she's a very outspoken about social issues and very Mm -hmm. like you know affirming in her beliefs about things that like I hold near and dear. Sure. So, um, I think that that adds to being able to like connect with her character more, you know? And I almost personally feel like a Katie Holmes who is so reserved and closed off, you know, for whatever reason, I personally feel it's from her trauma of like marrying into a cult, but we don't see her using her platform to advocate for women, to advocate for fair pay like Michelle Williams did, to advocate for abortion rights or like, you know, necessarily being outspoken about being anti-racist like the way Joshua Jackson is. Yeah. And like, I do think that contributes to the overall feeling about 
My I think she's done some of it, but is quieter about it. Uh-huh. But I hear you. I yeah. hear you. It feels less like at the forefront of. Yeah, I mean, if you're quieter than just my normal friends, then like totally, you totally. Know, when you, I just want to give her a fair shake. Like I hear you. you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I just am like, I don't know if I personally think that that's enough you know well and I think like and I think that there are definitely actors and actresses who even just like not even not going to like you know these they're like actively fighting things but like that just their vibe is such that I really like like them and Mm -hmm. want to watch what they're doing and like like, I feel like there are people that I would be more devastated if something shitty came out about them than yeah. other people, right? Is it's like, if, you know, if like, I mean, not to bring him up, but if Tom Cruise like had something shitty come out about him, I'd be like, yeah, and. Yeah, but he's he, not a draw for you. Right? He's not a draw for yeah. me. But like Drew Barrymore, I would be like somewhat heartbroken about. Yeah. Like, I do love her so much. Yeah. And like, you know, so so those are like, I do feel like there are certain people that that yeah like like i will go see any natalie portman movie yeah you know i'll go see any sandra bullock movie yeah yeah and i would be devastated if sandra bullock turned out to be a real asshole yeah i like i would stop seeing her movies but Mm -hmm. like i'd be devastated yeah although i'm trying to think of if there are any men that i feel that way about and i'm not sure that there are yeah i mean i used to be a really big kevin spacey fan and i'm not anymore right obviously yeah yeah um because i i felt like he was outspoken in other ways you know? right 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 um but turns out he's a total monster you know yeah so um there we go yeah no it's it's hard but i i agree that i i think that like that's the complicated thing about celebrity and and actors too is that like you know on the other hand we have to acknowledge that like he joshua jackson is an actor so his public persona is a character he's created you know whether or not that's like true and authentic like i i'm not i don't think we need to get into the weeds about that also it's not it's not worth it because we don't know yeah but like you know i think that that more speaks to when something comes out you just have to acknowledge that you believe it you know right like I don't know my fiance and I always talk about like well I like that person but if someone if I ever heard anything different I would believe that instantly yeah you know and I feel like that's the reframing of the social contract I'd like where like we can say I like I remember one of our listeners being like I'm really hurt by um you know the will smith incident at the oscars Mm -hmm. and i think that that's the whole point of being able to reframe the narrative i mean like wow i really love that person and they meant a lot to me and the character the public character that they created and now that i have more information i've completely changed my opinion on them and you're allowed to be heartbroken about that yeah totally You're, you're in a breakup and you're mourning that loss yeah without a doubt yeah and i i think that that's a real grieving process for sure sure but also you have to acknowledge in your heart that like if I learn new information about a public character, I I am allowed to and I certainly should change my opinion. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Tamara. Yeah, thank you, Tamara. Um and Shauna. Yes, thank you. 
Uh, and thank you everyone for listening, slogging along with us, man. <laughs> it's brutal. Brutal. But next week, I I already watched the episode yeah, once. Next week's going to be good. And the, week the return after. of our favorite character or mine. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Drunk Joey. Drunk Joey is coming back and, you know, yeah. um, and we're going to, I know the one after that is one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So I'm excited to like be get get shaken out of the doldrums a little bit yeah to be excited again yes like it feels like work right now which like even in the dark days of season four yeah it felt a little bit like work yeah i was like okay and especially since i knew season five wasn't good so like there was nothing really to look forward to (laughs) um really other than like hotel new hampshire because we have such a special connection to that yeah and so even now like looking forward to like you know next week and then upcoming episodes it like honestly hasn't been enough for me yeah <laughs> so it's been kind of a long long slog yeah. you know i think mostly because the show is obsessed with making joey the main character and her storylines have been ins- abysmal so boring bad so terrible so i don't give a fuck every time i'm just like i don't care about this storyline at all and i don't know why they're making me try to like why do i have to care you know so you know if if we're gonna make the main character be joey give her something good and i know that that's coming up so that's why it's kind of like more exciting yeah um agreed you know and and i don't want to personal project to feel like work really so like (laughs) it's been hard like 13 weeks man yeah yeah like man and it just starts off really bad too yeah it's it goes it starts off on a downswing and it only swings down from there Yeah. yeah and I think that like you know having every male character introduced be such an asshole yeah agreed has been really exhausting yeah it's exhausting you know yeah because like I said like you know, like I hate on men, sure, but like <laughs> I don't believe that to be reality. I don't right. think like I all men aren't the worst. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that. I I don't think people are so terrible like that. Yeah, you know, and and like I think that people are terrible like that, but I Some personally people, feel yeah. like you don't have to put up with them. Right. If someone's an asshole, walk bye. away. Thanks. No, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. You know, whatever yeah. you're quote unquote bring into the table or that you have to offer me i don't i don't need, I don't that. need that i don't need that totally. no thank you so to have to watch like shitty men after shitty men after shitty men like oh my god no i'm with you you know and like yeah and like then we get like an emma and natasha who are like wild in these other ways but like also like kind of shitty and you're like can can we not right can we just get like a a decent person you know I, it's one of those things where like we've said over and over like but like we miss the andy energy right you know? agreed agreed yeah like totally can we just get a positive whatever yeah but yeah thank you everyone for being here we're excited for the upcoming episodes i know some people on social media have been messaging us so like <laughs> so excited, excited too we're yeah. like a countdown you know yeah. so yeah so we're almost here and um that's cool and you know it's kind of wild to be wrapping up this project but yeah honestly i'm excited to like get to some brighter days you know totally um so that's really cool um we hope you all are staying safe um you know it's it just really is a wild time to be alive and i hope you all are registered to vote in the u.s like things are coming (laughs) boy 
you know yeah it's, it's also well to me time to be alive in the u.s i mean in the world like <laughs> there's whatever i mean democracy's in danger so yeah. i've been saying this for a while like you know we all know that the um the effects of the great depression was the rise of dictatorships and it's been like actively discussed and talked about for the last 15 years and like what are we seeing yep so you know history will always repeat itself unfortunately um but yeah you know we gotta you know it's a it's a complicated time to be alive um yeah more ways than one um so we hope you're just staying safe like i don't know just like i hope uh, we you know it's wild yep um black lives matter yep defund the police hell yeah stop asian hate Mm -hmm. i mean like honor our treaters like literally water is life like i don't know i keep saying this but like in california we're in the sakari times it's the whole west yeah and if you look at a drought map in the u.s there are droughts happening in mont in maine yep like there are wildfires happening all the way in texas like this is very serious and I just want to like tell you to just go next time to your grocery store and see where your produce comes from. Yep. If it comes from California and Mexico, then this affects you. Yep. Because the water in Cal- in Mexico comes from the Colorado River largely. Yep. Which um is about to have water restrictions. And like I know that it's easy to blame like golf courses and those are morally bankrupt in like in California and in Phoenix and in Vegas, but like in California, that kind of water usage and personal water usage is less than 10% of water usage. It's all agriculture to feed America, you know? Yep. You know, and additionally, like we're facing like grain shortages throughout the world. So like we're looking on some really wild shit, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> um, we stand with all labor movements that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Um, I mean, like, abortion is pro-life. Boy. Like, come on. Boy, it's oh boy. It's so fucking wild. And it's so insane to be sitting in a blue state where we know that, like, there is a reality in which our abortion rights are going to be expanded if yeah. we repeal Roe versus Wade. And that is the most literally like a mind boggling thing to think. Mm -hmm. If we send it down to states rights, we will have like free late term abortion on demand if we want it, you know, Yeah. here in California, which is like, it's just really unsettling um, to know that there's like a desperate, (laughs) such a desperate need that we're going to have to expand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, it's so wild yeah. to know that. And, be a and safe like haven, also yeah. just like personally it's up I mean it's obviously it's personally upsetting, but it's wild to like I thought this was settled law so we can move on to like climate change. Right. <laughs> the energy crisis, right. the food crisis, the inflation but crisis, instead we're the housing get... crisis, but we're having to fight a battle that we thought was settled 50 years ago. Right. And yeah, like, well that's the that's the thing. Yeah, it's a very clear, very obvious distraction because this is not about life. This is not about preventing abortion. No. This is not about anything than other than, you know, Christian theocracy. Yeah. Bodies and also distracting from the real things that need to be addressed. Yes. Um, Medicare for all. Mm. Let's just like end student debt. Yeah. Like, come on. It's so fucking dumb. You know, there's literally we have all the solutions. 
We just have to enact them. Yeah. So. Come on. Like, come on. Yep. They're all there. We all know them. We know what's going on. We have the rallying cars. We know what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at gofreakingcrazy. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Um, this week, we'll shout out uh, Watermark Bookstore in Anacortes, Washington, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I was so lovely, had this lovely meeting with them um, last week when I was in Seattle and um, just the the woman who owns that bookstore, you guys, if you're in Anacortes, Washington, yeah. trying to it's catch a ferry to the San Juan Islands, San Juan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, please go into Watermark Bookstore. She's so delightful. She's such, it's such an inclusive space. It's such a lovely space. Um, and they'll just talk to you and, t- and just, uh, they're just the best. Anyway, um, can't say enough good stuff. So, um, Thanks you to those of you who have written a uh, review, subscribed, liked us on, uh, you know, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it is you yeah, get your you. podcast. We got a lot of reviews last week. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I had to stop reading them a while ago because I just get an email that has a list of them. I don't, I don't really read them, but yeah, it's just part of my personal boundaries, but yeah, exactly. we got like five last week. Oh, and thank one you. Week alone. Hey, yeah. Hopefully they were nice. Um, (laughs) um, I can't read them because sometimes people are mean. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, thanks for that. And if you haven't done that, we would love it if you did. Write us a review, subscribe, whatever. Tell your friends about us. Um, You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We'd like to thank you all for being here with us. We hope you... Oh, of course, I couldn't keep that burp in until the end. (laughs) We hope you have a nice week and uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week.